This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome everybody to our show for this Monday morning. Buzz Adams Morning Show is back leading up to Memorial Day weekend and hopefully you get a three-day weekend out of it. That is our pre-holiday Monday wish for you is that maybe (laughs) you get the day off next Monday. Fingers crossed, everybody. All right. As uh, a lot of our listeners know, Lisa uh, left to take another job about two months ago, and uh, Nico's not here yet. Joanne is here, <laughs> and that means that it's just the two of us doing the show. It's <laughs> you and I. <laughs> like I like that uh, that version of it they did in the uh, in the nineties. Yeah, that was cool. Do you remember they put it in one of the Austin Powers I've movies? Yet. I think <laughs> you and I. <laughs> and it's mini me. Uh, so yeah it's just the two of us until nico pulls in how was your weekend joanna it was nice thank you very much for asking did it ever rain last night i was out like about dusk and it really looked like it could rain but i don't don't know that it ever did did. right didn't it really look overcast though day i thought Yeah, nice and cool. I don't think it got up much above about 80 degrees. We didn't have to turn on the air conditioner. Uh, My air conditioner is going all the time, no matter what. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of the weather, let's get a look at El Paso's weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. If you want to set up your tee times and reservations, you could do that a couple of ways. You could do it online at PaintedDunes.com. That's PaintedDunes.com. Or you could give them a call, 915-821-2122. Sunny today. Sun's going to be out, and temperatures are going to get back up into the 90s, but low 90s, so maybe a little break from the heat today, 92 for the high temperature. Tomorrow is going to be sunny. It's going to be a very windy day tomorrow, so just pointing that out, that in the afternoon you're going to see, uh, well, 15 to 20. That's really not too unusual for this time of year, I guess. Yeah. Tuesday's high is going to be 90. And uh, rest of the week looks pretty nice. Looks like we're going to have some wind for Memorial Day weekend. But uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, low 90s to mid 90s for high temperatures. Check that on Friday, 102. So it looks like, yeah, we're going to have what could be the hottest day of the year so far coming in on Friday with 102 in the forecast. Near 100 for Saturday, Sunday, and uh, Monday. That's your Memorial Day weekend. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes, Desert Golf Course. Joanna will have entertainment news coming up a little bit later. So what do we have on the way for entertainment news today? Saturday Night Live said goodbye to a few cast members this past weekend. Oh, they did. Did you watch it? mm -hmm. Yeah, I caught Saturday Night Live. It was kind of bittersweet. Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, and Kyle Mooney all said goodbye to Saturday Night Live. All right. Uh, meaning they'll probably bring in a, a bunch of new cast members next year, but maybe not. It seems like there are a lot of cast members right there now. There is on, quite they, a lot. I think I caught the Selena Gomez one. And it just seems like there's yeah, a lot like, of people. Who are that, these right. people? And I got to tell you, the thing about uh, Pete leaving the show, they gave him his moment, but it feels like Pete has only shown up like once every 
three or four months anyway. When the news came out that Pete Davidson was going to be leaving, a bunch of comments that I read said he was barely even in this season. Right, he was, and that's true. He was barely even in this season. They'd always show him in the intro, Uh but he often didn't show up. Including at the end where they're all supposed to go out on stage, which tells me that he wasn't even in the same time zone that Saturday Night Live was happening in. So uh, we're going to have that coming up a little bit later in uh, entertainment news on the way for you. I thought Kate McKinnon's goodbye was really good. She did. uh, There's a skit that they do about once every other season where it's these abductees so it's always oh that's a great one <laughs> i don't know what that skit is called but she's the one is like so i'm out there with my cooter and my cooter <laughs> hanging you know that you know the one i'm talking about yeah. right it, i think it's always her it's always cecily strong and then it's whoever then, like, the guest host right. is or so the musical guest or whatever natasha leone was this yeah. week's that's right, Natasha Leone from Russian <laughs> Doll. Her voice. And uh, here's Kate McKinnon's goodbye on SNL. Aww. 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 Very good send off for Kate McKinnon. She was getting in the ship with the uh, little, <laughs> with their those little g- gray <laughs> bastards. All they want to do is like bat my knockers <laughs> around. Or that's the. I think that's the funniest Saturday Night Live bit that never had a name. Like you couldn't say, oh, she, you know, church lady or hands and fry. Uh-huh. It was just, I don't know. It's like Kate McKinnon gets abducted by aliens. Bit. That's great. Um, coming up on the news today, we're finding out more about the formula shortage, and uh, they said that we got a shipment from Europe of enough baby formula to uh, fill fifteen percent of the need. So right. I don't know what well, that's. Wow. I don't know 15%. if that's enough. Wow. So you're. You're saying that only 85% of babies are going to have to go hungry. Okay. Uh, So that's happening. We've uh, got neckline calls. If you ever want to drop a message to us, you can do that on the neckline. And that is a toll-free number, no matter where you're calling from, 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. Let me give out the phone number in the studio uh, because you might need this when we do a contest. And we are going to have contests this week, by the way. Uh, use the studio line for the morning show. It's 910-4995. So that's a 915 area code, 910-4995, to put a call into the Buzz Adams morning show. We have tickets for this weekend. The El Paso Chihuahuas are going to be playing uh, Sugarland Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys? Is that what? what they're called? Well, some people call them Space Cowboy. Some, some people call them Maurice. Uh, that's the Houston Astros AAA team. And these tickets are going to be in the Santa Fe Pavilion. And all winners qualified for a staycation weekend with two nights at Hotel Indigo. So you go to the game. It's within walking distance of Hotel Indigo. And you can check out all the great new stuff downtown. And take a vacation in the town you live in. A staycation. A staycation. So that's the grand prize winner, but we're going to have winners every day for tickets to see the Chihuahuas and Sugarland playing this Saturday night. Fireworks display is going to be part of it, just like every Saturday night. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have working on? Doctor Strange topped the box office for the third straight week. Wow. So that's two and a half weeks that it's been out. I'm clear for spoilers, right? By yes, our own rules. Yes. You spoiled already on Friday. 
So, so are you again? Sorry, I don't really care if he spoils it or not. What you don't really care? No, a lot of people were upset with me because they're like, Joanna, you can control his mic, right? And I'm like, oh, right. Well, Lisa was the one who really. Lisa and Brandon were the ones that were very anti-spoiler, and you, you don't, and I don't care. Like if somebody wants to tell me about a movie that's coming up, if you want to say, oh, hey, who guess who shows up as this character? Let me know. That's just going to make me want to see the movie more. Uh, in his upcoming interview with David Letterman on, on Letterman's Netflix show, Will Smith says that he had a drug-induced vision of losing his home, his money, and his career. And this interview was taped before he slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Okay. So that's David Letterman's Netflix show, My Next Guest Needs No mm-hmm. Introduction. And I guess Will Smith might have foreseen his future. <laughs> Really? I don't think he's no ever going to end up. I don't think Will Smith is ever going to end up in the bread line or anything, but no. uh, interesting nonetheless. Wendy Williams has been placed under a financial guardianship, and she is not cool with it. So I don't know if this is quite the same as a conservative. What is going on with her? Do you know? <sighs> Didn't she quit her show or, or retire? Like the show ended, right? Or am I wrong about that? No, I think what happened was she got sick or something and they had people filling in for her. And so now her show is going to be moving on to somebody else doing the show. Oh, it's going to be the Wendy Williams show. It's like how Roseanne is now not called Roseanne anymore. Right. (laughs) And also Roseanne's not in it. True. So it's going to be the Wendy Williams show starring whoever. Starring, I don't know her replacement. Here's a crazy... uh, kicking the nads for you okay the actor who played the red ranger on mighty morphin power <gasps> rangers was indicted on fraud charges oh no yeah and these charges are related to the federal covid19 paycheck protection program you know the ppp <gasps> loans and stuff so i guess the red power ranger uh is being accused of some kind of fraud related to that no, no, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got that coming up. Ivan Moody uh, got injured by, it sounds like a laser. That's right. Ivan Moody, lead singer of Five Finger Death Punch, <laughs> got injured by a laser. We're going to find out more about that in uh, entertainment news, but also coming up in Today in Sound Clips. So we've got an awful lot on the way for you. Here's a headline that I just had to tell you. Did you ever babysit when you were like a teenager yeah. or, a tween, or a tweener? Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, I used to babysit for the kids that lived across the street when I was like <laughs> nice. in eighth grade and they were little kids. I'd Same. go over and babysit. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports that the average price, or that not the average price, that in some places in the country, teenage babysitters are making $30 an hour. Son of a bitch. More. I made five bucks for the whole night, and it was a long night because my neighbors would go out and take in a movie and dinner and, you know, whatever. I got like but. 30 bucks, and then they were like, oh, and here's some more for pizza if you want. Th- you got 30 bucks for the night? Yeah. I got five dollars. You got five bucks? Yeah, and there were three kids, too. Oh, my God. Uh, but some uh, babysitters, teenagers, are reporting making 25 to $30 an hour. And, Son uh, of a bitch, I'm going to become a babysitter. Yeah, no kidding. If you could just... I'm CPR certified. If you could... 
I well, mean, you kind good. of are one here. <laughs> oh, look who showed up. It's Nico and Jimmy. Nico, I don't want to... I don't want this to be like I'm holding a carrot out in front of you or anything, but teenage babysitters are now making a reported thirty dollars an hour in some cases. What? What? Wait, why is that a baby? Why is that a carrot? Like, oh, I'm going to start babysitting. If you could line up like forty hours a week babysitting at <laughs> thirty bucks an hour, that's like a that's like a qualified pipe fitter, man. I mean, you're making top dollar. That's very true. <laughs> you could achieve the America dream just by teenage babysitting. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. On the way, we've got FMLs. F my life. From uh, There's a whole Reddit devoted to it. So what we try to do is use our high school theater training to bring them alive <laughs> and act them out. Joanna, you did high school theater, I'm sure, right? Not really. No? No. I was in debate. Well, yeah, that's well. The, the theater the speech and speech, part yeah, the, the speech. Oh, and, sure. and the debate, yeah, yeah, that counts. <laughs> Nico, you any high school plays, debate, nope, improv? Just the most dry CX debate you could ever have about facts and figures. West Star presents Cool Canyon Nights at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. It's our free concert series that happens every Thursday at McKelligan Canyon, and we've got some great lineups. Remember, the concerts are free. To attend, bring your appetite because there are food trucks there and plenty to eat and drink. Coming up this week on the main amphitheater stage, Prime 80s, and on the patio stage, our very own, our co-worker, our fellow on-air personality, Ray Adiola. Yeah, Ray. And I think the plan is that we're going to go out and give <laughs> Ray a big introduction on stage. And He's so excited. And that's going to fulfill our commitment to uh, Cool Cake Nights for the <laughs> That should cover us for the season, right? right? I think that covers us for the season. <laughs> you know, it didn't start off as an obligation. I think uh, uh, Kevin had asked me, since I'm used to hosting and introducing people, I said, yeah, I don't mind. That sounds super fun. And then Joanna, wanted, uh, he asked Joanna, and she also likes to do these kind of things. I think you saw me and Joanna do it and felt left out. And we're like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to let you guys show me up. Can I go and introduce <laughs> the band? Show you up. If, if they get comfortable saying, oh, Nico and Joanna can handle it, eventually they're going to say, well, what do we need Buzz for? <laughs> now, Ray's excited to get the morning show intro. Yeah. And we're going to all be dressed up in 80s clothes. God, I swear if you guys are not dressed up. Except in 80s. Buzz and I <laughs> will not do it, and only Joanna will be showing up. Ray and I were part of that famous uh, mariachi group that played at one of our Mexican food festivals downtown. You were you in were a band? You were in a mariachi group? Yeah, we were mariachi, but we played all kinds of music. We played some Justin Bieber, some Johnny Cash. That's we amazing. played some Poison. <laughs> we were a big hit, man. But I don't think he's going to be doing that style. But Ray's a very good uh, singer, songwriter, and guitarist. So uh, Ray Adiola is going to start things off on the patio stage this Thursday at 6 o'clock. Prime 80s going to be at uh, about a 7 o'clock. And Westar is our presenting sponsor for Cool Canyon Nights, but we have a lot of other great sponsors, including Comfort Zone Heating and Cooling, ROI, Home Remodeling, and Charlie Clark Nissan. So make plans to join us every Thursday at McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater, West Star presents Cool Canyon Nights every Thursday, our free concert series. Before we get to the uh, FMLs, here are some Monday uh, TV highlights. Series premiere of Don't Forget the Lyrics on Fox, Niecy Nash host. The original was hosted by Wayne Brady 
back in 2007. I was going to say, I thought huh. they... I thought they did Don't Forget the Lyrics. But that must be what I'm thinking of is the Wayne Brady version. Mm-hmm. CBS has uh, the fourth season finale of All American tonight. I don't know what that is. If anybody knows what that is, let me know. Cartoon? Not sure. No, they really don't. We don't they know. don't do animated stuff on CBS. Their audience is way too old for that kind of stuff. Fox has the fifth season premiere of Beat Shazam. Wait a minute. So it's going to be Don't Forget the Lyrics followed by Beat Shazam. That sounds like the same show. I no, guess. I bet, so no, Beat Shazam, I think they start playing. You have to identify the song before, before Shazam, Shazam does. does yeah. Uh, now this is more like it for CBS. The 19th season finale of NCIS is tonight, and the first season finale of NCIS Hawaii also Ooh. tonight on CBS. Hawaii. Uh, Justin Thomas won the PGA Championship. Uh, he was trailing most of the weekend to Mito Pereira, but Justin Thomas of the good old USA came back and won the PGA Championship. A town in Canada called Russell has just changed its name, and it was originally named after a slave owner named Peter Russell. So they've changed the name to Russell but named after all Russells, not not the slave guy. This is not the first time that this okay. has happened where they changed. Uh, this happened in one of the states. There was a King County that was named after a slave owner, and they changed it to Martin Luther King so they could they didn't have to change the letterhead and all oh, okay. that stuff. Uh, there's a town near Ottawa called Russell that has had that name for 225 years. There was a big push to change it because it was named after a slave owner, Peter Russell. Uh, they could have gone back to the original name of the town, but that would have been going back to the 1700s. Uh, a lot of businesses there have Russell in their name, like they use the name of the town as their business. So instead, they decided they're going to keep the name Russell, but officially declare it's not that guy who owns slaves. Instead, it's now named after all Russells. So off the top of your head, Russell Brand. Russell Crowe. Uh-huh. Russell Stovers. <laughs> uh, Jack Ru Russell. Ru Russell Stovers? Jack Russell, the terrier guy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Technically, you have to be a Russell who has uh, contributed to the community in a positive way. But the bar seems pretty low for that. For example, there was talk uh, in Russell, Canada, about naming the town after Andrew Garfield because his middle name is Russell. Uh, but other than that, no, it doesn't look like he's ever actually visited the town or even knows about it. So, <laughs> And I say this isn't the first time something like this is done. Seattle's King County was named after a former vice president, William R. King, who was a slave owner. But they changed it in 2005, so it's named after Martin Luther King Jr., and they can still call it King County. You know what I'd be really good at? What's Taking that? the things that are named after, like, Confederates and slave owners, mm -hmm. coming up with good replacement names. Mm -hmm. So, there, you know, there's Lee County. There's a lot of Lee counties named after Robert, Robert. E. Lee. It's Spike Lee now. <laughs> 
<laughs> right? <laughs> Problem solved. That's great. Sarah Lee. <laughs> Could be Sarah Lee, but I don't know. Uh, I think Spike Lee's probably contributed more to culture <laughs> than Sarah Lee. Um, maybe I'll work on it this week and try and come up with a big list, and then we'll call around and tell people they could change their name to Spike Lee County. That would be great. General, General Lee. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Got a few neckline calls on the way, so we're going to get to those. Oh, and uh, I was lucky enough, one of the listeners came out to see my show on Saturday. So that was very nice. I got to meet a listener who came out just for the show. Just for the show. Yeah. This was a comedy show uh, downtown. It was. Uh, Craft, Craft Rhythm, Rhythm and, and Bruise. Very nice place. Here's a story that I think you'll remember. I'll just jog your memory a little bit. Do you remember uh, when all the Karen stuff was going on? There was a woman in New York who called the guy, the cops on a guy who was bird watching. Yes. And he was a black guy. And he was she a called. musician, oh, I right. think. He, he's like a famous musician. Uh, some he was like a comic book yeah comic book artist guy, or something, something like in that. the arts not I don't and didn't they end up having like the same last name hmm. it, you, now you're getting into parts that I don't yeah remember I don't remember either. anyway okay, don't... the guy was not threatening her he was asking her to put her dog on a leash because he was bird watching and they were in a park in uh, New York where you're supposed to have your dog on a leash so Amy Cooper right yeah. Okay, Amy Cooper was the woman. The guy is 59-year-old Christian Cooper, so you're right about him having the same last name. I, I think I remember, yeah. Well, the update here is that Christian Cooper, the bird watcher, has just gotten his own bird watching show on National Geographic, <laughs> so he's going to host bird watching. That's kind of cool. Good for him. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I hope he can make it more interesting than it sounds. Because <laughs> a show about bird watching uh-huh. doesn't sound all that interesting, so... <laughs> It's going to be called Extraordinary Birder. Uh, oh, that's going to be the name of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, interesting, too. He he was uh, the writer and editor for a uh, Star Trek comic book series, and he introduced the first gay character in Star Trek. Mr. Sulu? <laughs> I don't think he was gay in the show. <laughs> no. Who who would you think is probably the first gay character, whether they said it or not? Sulu, yeah. Sulu. <laughs> right, you could tell. Even though it wasn't explicitly stated, you could tell Sulu was. Or Wesley Crusher. He was a kid, though. But that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> How about this one? In England, a court just awarded a woman $90,000 in compensation because everyone at her work was invited to a happy hour except her. Hmm. And because of this incident, she quit. So a court has found that she's entitled to 90000 in compensation. She only found wow. out about the happy hour because her co-workers talked about it in front of her. I don't watch The Office, but this sounds like, from what I know of The Office, this sounds like a scenario that would be in The Office, maybe. <laughs> maybe. No, this was an exact storyline. They all went out to a bar, except invi- they didn't invite they, Michael. They didn't invite Phyllis or somebody. M- Michael. Oh. For some reason, I'm picturing Phyllis, though. Phyllis was fun. Phyllis was fun. 
Uh, anyway, the woman, whose name they don't give here, compl- had complained about discrimination before. The judge said that was one of the reasons that people didn't want her there, and age was a factor, too. So, that, without knowing her age, that takes on a whole different thing. Was it because she was too old and they didn't want to go to a happy hour with an old person, or is this too young and they didn't think she could handle her, her alcohol? I, it just It doesn't say which it was, just that age was a factor. She quit in December and filed a lawsuit in February. The court said that excluding her from happy hour forced her to, quote, lose the opportunity to bond with colleagues. And she was just awarded a little over 90000 in compensation. Well, I wonder if it was like a formal happy, not formal, but, you know, Company or was it sponsored. just like, a, hey, a, a bunch of us are getting together and... Oh, look and at this. Nobody but tell her. Nobody, no, no, nobody tell her, I guess. I got a few neckline calls here, so let's uh, check this out. Good morning, guys. Uh, this is Steven, by the way. Uh, I want to point out that this is the neckline, even though it doesn't sound like it's on the phone. That's how they sound now. Yeah. Like we get all on digital. Nice. Very All right. Nice. So, so it is a phone call, but mm-hmm. this is just how it sounds now. Also, okay. we get them almost instantaneously so we don't have to wait till the following day if you want to talk about something and give a call to the neckline uh you can call in and the number is 844-805-NECK 844-805-6325 good morning guys uh this is steven by the way uh long time listener uh call in whenever i can actually was the one that called in to complain about having covid and i'm sorry i was just whining uh I didn't mean to make it sound like I was mad at Buzz or anything. Do you remember? I, I didn't oh, think okay. it that way. He said that he went to the Chihuahuas game and nobody was masking. so he, and he used, did the Buzz method. Which is read the room. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not sure reading the room is the best right, thing right, to right. do anymore. So that was, I remember, I remember right, Steven, yeah. but I was not upset. No. Uh, but anyways, I'm feeling a lot better. Okay. But I have a small favor to ask. Um, Buzz, when... Uh, Thor Love and Thunder comes out please 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 for the love of God try to control yourself because at least yeah, at least give us 48 hours before you try to spoil the movie for yourself I can spoil it now hours. just based on the trailer no, I mean, it's I can tell same. you what's going to happen just based on the trailer. It doesn't matter because whatever Make you're going to say. prediction and then we'll see if it happens. Yeah, that would be good. Okay. But whatever you're going to say isn't going to be a spoiler because we it's don't in know. It's the trailer. It doesn't matter. We don't know what, we don't know what, the, what it means. Maybe it's misdirection. You don't know anything that means. Oh, I know. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? They're going to get all woke. Right. Thor is going to be a lady. Are you not even? Natalie Portman's going to be the new Thor. You know that Thor didn't just transform into a lady, right? Like Thor's still there, Whatever. and then there's Natalie Portman. Now I'm just waiting for him to replace Wonder Woman with a dude. <laughs> Wait. So has all of this backlash to you spoiling things to pe- for people? But did you hear he said 48 hours, Buzz? Yeah, that guy's giving you extra time. But like from but from, what I'm telling you is just based are, on the trailer, I can already tell you what's going to happen in the movie. The trailer, most trailers spoil movies. It doesn't matter because it would be speculation either way. When you spoiled stuff before, you, you had already make known your prediction. Now I will. People will forget it. Let's hear the rest. And then when it happens, right, here you well, go. You can just say it happened. Uh, Thor is out of shape. So he gets back in shape. 
And uh, then he travels to Mount Olympus where he meets Zeus. You're just describing the trailer breakdown. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, so. And at some point. None of uh, this is actually like. He, the, he, he so meets up with the why Guardians did, of the Galaxy. Tell me why. Tell me Listen, why. And then, and then Natalie Portman becomes Thor. Tell me why he goes to uh, Mount Olympus. Uh, probably. I don't know. They're probably See, having a conference. You don't know the you don't know yeah, the context know, of everything. But I do know that Natalie Portman becomes Thor. We all know that it's in the trailer. So yes. so I'm not doing any spoilers. Not that, but you don't you don't regret spoiling at all. But you've gotten so many much backlash. There have been tons of people calling, messaging, right. and yet, do you feel like you've done anything wrong and will change? I just want to know if John Krasinski is going to be Mr. Fantastic going forward, if they do a Fantastic Four. We could have that, we could oh, have that so discussion. So now it's okay. Well, it's been two weeks. Since you, did it, since you spoiled it for them, all right? Before you try to spoil the movie for yourself. Because, I mean, when Doctor Strange came out, uh, you weren't even, like, it wasn't even 24 hours before you were trying to spoil the movie for yourself. Oh, man. <laughs> It's because you know what? You remind me so much of my twin sister, <laughs> you and Lisa, actually. Because she will, before she even goes to see a movie, she will ask every question, and she does not mind spoiling it before she goes to see it, because actually that's how she decides if she really <laughs> wants to see a movie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, you guys don't even have to do the two weeks. At least give us the weekend. Before you guys start trying to spoil it. Well, I don't usually go see movies on Thursdays, so... Well, that time... See, Joanna and Lisa had gone out to see it the night before, so she was able to give you the spoilers that day of... So, Joanna, in the future... Okay. I don't think we should tell anything to Buzz about a movie that we saw. Okay, but you know me. I need to tell somebody. I know. Then have a pillow in there that you can just scream it into. (laughs) Um, but anyways, yeah, it comes out sometime around my birthday, like in July. So please, 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 but yeah. <laughs> For the love of God. A little time. Okay. Have a good day, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. See, and this is a telling me, period. this is telling me that we probably need to do a better job of holding him back, Joanna. Probably. Like, if it's going to really piss off that, that, that many people. July 8th. Okay, in the in the scene where he goes to uh, Doctor Strange goes to his girlfriend's wedding, sure, and then that guy it's, comes in and sits next to him. Mm-hmm. Who the hell was that character? I don't remember that I character. I asked you that same thing, and you were. Like, I assume just from the context that he must have been in the first Doctor Strange, but I didn't have any idea who that character was. Yeah, well, Joanna yeah. hasn't even seen the first Doctor Strange. Yeah, and uh, in my thirty thoughts I had, I wrote that down. I'm like, am I supposed to know who this guy? Is? Yeah, you, you should. Both of you, if you'd watched the first Doctor Strange, would have known that I that wa- was Rachel I, McAdams' boss and colleague, and another Doctor who was com- competitive with Doctor Strange. Okay, who did she marry? Uh, some dude. Like some he looked like guy. he might have been in the military, possibly. Not important to that. No, uh, I don't think so. We, we didn't have to know who that was. No, already, the right? groom in that movie was nobody related not, in okay. the past. Not a Thank clue. Yeah. Yo, yo, starting a guy here, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> My six-year-old daughter knows more rock than you do, bro. <laughs> Get on it. Stoner guy says you need to be more knowledgeable about music for. I know all about it. Uh, Igneous rock, dimorphic rock, um, what is it, volcanic rock? You'd sound like an idiot. Yeah, it's like you enjoy pissing off our listeners. 
Well, yeah, that I don't mind. <laughs> it's not spoiling anything for them. Other hey, than I don't know things. Hey, I just want to know, um, maybe you guys know, maybe I missed the, the news, but why hasn't the El Paso shooter been tried yet? We've had a lot of other trials. We've had George Floyd, we've had Kyle Rittenhouse, Auburn Aubrey. Why hasn't the El Paso shooter been tried yet? It's a uh, fair question, and I did not know the answer. Thank you for that. So I looked it up, and he's right. You know, all of these excuses that you're about to hear have to do, you know, the pandemic. But the pandemic was going on since uh, George Floyd died, and they tried, you know, the cop that was kneeling on his neck. They tried those two guys that shot Ahmed Arbery. Uh, he names a couple more in there. So uh, the defense team for the man accused of the uh, Walmart shooting said that they don't plan to ask for a trial. They don't plan to ask for the trial to be moved out of El Paso, and they expect that it won't begin for at least two years. And I got this. This is uh, from last year in the fall. So mm-hmm. they were saying two years. So we're still like a year and a half away. Uh, Joe Spencer, who was appointed to represent uh, the mass shooter, said, I don't anticipate that this case is going to be ready for trial for at least a couple of years. And I I think he said this back in September. It's It's just simply because the pandemic shut down a lot of the work that we're required to do, mandated by the American Bar Association and the Department of Justice. Their protocol on death-eligible cases just requires tremendous amount of mitigation work. So what he's saying is, since this is a, you know, a death penalty involved, and they got over like a million and a half pages of discovery to go through. Uh, the, the man who, shot, who was accused of shooting, uh, shooting up the Walmart in August 2019 faces 90 federal charges, including 45 hate crimes, in connection with the August 3rd, 2019 shooting. Now, do you know if the prosecutor in El Paso uh, did not want to give it over to, to the federal uh, court or did they wanted to keep it well there are going to be uh, they're doing there's going to be a fertile there, there's going to be a federal case and there's going to be uh, a state case oh, okay federal and state pos- uh, prosecutors have continuously turned over nearly a million and a half pieces of evidence to uh, Spencer and his team and no trial dates have been set in either federal or district court. A 2023 trial date nearly five years after the deadly mass shooting is being discussed as a possibility on when the defendant could be tried. So, you know, not until next year, they say at the earliest. But I don't know. Isn't that the case? Probably with the Ahmed Arbery. Don't you think there were a bunch of, you know, only one person was shot there. And 40, you know, dozens of people were shot. So I guess the bulk of the evidence that... And and what Joe Spencer's saying is, as the defense, they're required by the Justice Department to... Fill out all this yeah, stuff. And, you know, they've got to go through all this. So uh, that's the reason they're giving. But it doesn't sound like this guy's having a good time in jail. So... Well, I hope that the families of the victims can get to find some justice or you know they quoted uh, one. I didn't uh, I didn't clip this part, so I'm just going to do it from memory. But one of the families was like, "We we we're not we don't want the death penalty because we're Catholics and we're not supposed to be in favor of the death penalty." But you know, just knowing that that he's locked up, and I, one of the family members said, 
that sounds like a worse punishment to mm -hmm. me. You know, just being locked up, wasting away, mm -hmm. you know, every day ticking off knowing that you're never getting out. He's like, that's worse than than the death penalty. And he might he might, he might be, be right. right. Yeah. yeah. Uh so there's the answer according to the defense team uh about the Walmart shooting. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We've got Good news, bad news of the week on the way. We're going to get to that coming up in just a couple of moments. Let's take a look at El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n Wild. Looking for the perfect place to entertain the family this summer? Wet n Wild is the best place for any celebration. Relax in the shade. Bring your own food to throw on a barbecue grill and enjoy all the great water rides with the entire family at Wet n Wild Waterworld. Did you do you know if anybody got any rain yesterday? Because it really looked like it could rain. It was cloudy most of the day. Actually, it was super nice, right? It I didn't get any. Kept it nice and cool, but it looked like it was going to rain, but I don't think I got any. It was the perfect temperature. No rain, tons of wind. Uh, sunny today, 92 for the high temperature. I would say the, the temperature yesterday probably didn't get much warmer than about 80. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, in the 90s, though, and we're going to see the temperature climbing uh, by the time we get to the Memorial Day weekend, over up over 100 again. But uh, for today, 92 for the high temperature. Tomorrow, uh, sunny, a little windy, 90 degrees for the high temperature. It's going to also be sunny. And in the 90s, it doesn't look like we have any rain in the forecast through the Memorial, through the long weekend. Uh, Thursday, this is when we're going to start seeing the temperatures heading back up toward 100. Sunny, 98 on Thursday. Friday, that's going to be the hot day. Could be the hottest day of the year so far. We got a predicted high temperature on Friday of 102 and sunshine again in the forecast. Temperatures are going to be right around 100 for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, your Memorial Day weekend. And this weather brought to you by Wet n Wild Waterworld. The uh, White House is walking back comments made by President Biden about uh, the U.S. military. Biden said the U.S. military would intervene to defend Taiwan in an attack from China, which break the longstanding U.S. policy of strategic ambiguity. I have a feeling that this phrase we're going to be hearing about for the next few days. Strategic ambiguity. Right. Well, you know... Uh, this is the, he's done it again because Joe Biden made some comments uh, about Putin, you know, regime change, and then they they had well, to spend a week scrambling Putin saying no, we're no not. He can no longer remain in power. He can't remain there. And everybody was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. So this is another one, and I mean, I hate to say it, but he looks a little lost up there, and I think that's what's happening. And maybe nobody wants to bring attention to the elephant in the room i think that he sometimes gets lost with what he's talking about and listen i had <laughs> i've had older relatives who have definitely you know suffered from what it looks like joe biden's going through but again uh he's having aides and spokespeople that are having to walk back what he said and he said it pretty clearly it was a, a direct answer to a direct question i i think he just gets lost you know, and forgets what the policy is. Hey, he said the word disapprobation, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's like it okay. seems like okay, he's, he can still handle words like disapprobation, but right? Used correctly, it seemed like, but it's like uh, you could tell that he wasn't sure what was being asked. Oh, no, right? I think he, I th he look, said I'm not it very putting quietly. Any blame. He's like an eighty. He's year old eighty guy. years old. He's, he's eighty old. years old. This is old man. Do kind you of see stuff. any way that Joe Biden 
runs for another four years in office. I, I, I'm sure that he might want to, personally. Uh, but he's a guy that could be, they could talk sense into him. Yeah. They could be I like, mean, look, this it, is just I don't not think we're in a position where he's like, I'm running no matter what people say. If they can convince him, and I think it would be a pretty easy sell to convince him, Joe, you've earned your retirement. Just right. retire. But I, I can't imagine him running for another four years. Also, I don't think as a country, you know, the country wants a, the, the person in charge, the leader to reflect. We want somebody sharp. Sharp. And, 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 of all the things Joe Biden is at this point in his life, sharp like a razor's edge is not one of them. And I think a lot smart, of people would though, like somebody still. under the age of 70. Yes, definitely. Under you the know, age of 70 at Somebody least. under the age of 70 who has, a you know, sharpness you know i don't want to go into it because it sounds like i'm blaming him for something that's probably you, you out wouldn't of his say control. he's dumb though no i use saying... the word disapprobation <laughs> right. real good he pulled that out real good but look we pro if you have older relatives you've probably seen older relatives they have trouble thinking of the thing they're supposed to think well when the president does that and then you've got well the entire world wants to know what he meant and they have to explain it for a week and then it puts us in this Weird position. I just think that most people, Democrats uh, included, would like to see somebody who's a little more on top of the game and in his prime or her her prime. Well, let's look at it from a different point of view. What's wrong with that answer? What's wrong with saying, yes, we would. We're doing we're essentially doing that for Ukraine. Uh, That would be like saying that we're going to get involved militarily if Russia invaded Ukraine. Yes, and like I say, this is a similar thing that he went through when he when he said Vladimir Putin can't remain in charge, and then you know it was all about uh, you know some of the aides were saying or some of the spokespeople were saying, well, that's the president's personal opinion, but his policy opinion. Okay, so but, would it be correct to even say if China invades Taiwan, we would be prepared to do everything possible for them up until boots on the ground actually being there. Yeah, well, that's not what he said, though. But would that make would that? Would yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll find out. I think they're going to be doing damage control on this for the remainder of the week. We're just getting started. He only said this uh, over the weekend. Well, I mean, this is coming up because supposedly China had plans to invade Taiwan before the Russian invasion of of Ukraine. And supposedly a lot of people in the Chinese government are looking at the response of the world to to Russia, and they're wondering, well, could this happen to us if we tried to do that? A little more here. Biden said, we agree with the one China policy. We signed on to it and all the attendant agreements made from there. I think what that one China policy is, is, yeah, Taiwan is part of China, but you guys can't really go in there and tell them what to do. You know, not really. Uh, the idea that it can be taken by force is just, it's just not appropriate. It will dislocate the entire region. Uh, anyway, you're, you're going to hear more about this. I think you're going to hear that term strategic ambiguity. But it sounds like sometimes he gets out there and he just gets lost and he doesn't really know what well, do you he's know what being the asked or what policy is? is. Is that... That China and Taiwan, Taiwan's part of China, but they and and Hong Kong's part of China, but they don't really have direct control like they do over the mainland. Would that be a good yes summary of saying it? okay, China? If you think that's part of China, we'll go along with you, right? Uh, but in Taiwan, 
you know, they they have their Taiwan's own government. Their own government. They, their own they're really their own nation. And do you remember John Cena got in trouble for saying that Taiwan was the first country that peace that uh, his movie was opening in? Yeah, to call it a country. Right. He called it a country, and that he had to apologize to China over that, which I wish he hadn't done. But nonetheless, uh, the main question I'm here is. Do you think Joe Biden is up for another six years of being the president of the United States? I don't think, I don't <laughs> think Democrats would. I don't think they could want right. to. Yeah. I don't think there are too many people, even on the Democratic side, who are saying, no. you know, Biden and maybe there are. Uh, maybe I'll be. I, I would be more shocked if he does run for another term. And then who do you pass it off to? Harris. She's been almost invisible, and it, it's probably not her fault. Well, that's the that's the point of the. The vice president right, is the point of the vice president. Never kinda. been somebody to I know, but take over jobs. Actually, they used to say it doesn't look if like you she... wanted to get rid of your political opponent, you made them your vice president. Uh, let's go ahead and get to some uh, headlines, good news and bad news, and it's time for the good news, bad news of the week. This is a segment where we look at some of our stories, some of them front page stories, some of them not, and look at both the positive and negative side. Of all of our stories here on the good news, bad news of the week. All right, let's begin with... Good news. Uh, Mercedes set a record by selling an extreme luxury car for $142 million. Wow. So $142 million. Good for them. Oh, what's the bad news? The bad news for the buyer, that did not include the undercoating protections. That would have been extra. (laughs) Good news. Rihanna and ASAP, ASAP Rocky. <laughs> yeah. Is that not how you say it? No, yeah, that's it. Good job. That's it. Good job. Why are you laughing? It's just funny to hear <laughs> you I'm say talking it. about ASAP Rocky. <laughs> Rihanna on. and ASAP Rocky had their baby last week. Amazing. Oh, good for them. Bad news. What's wrong? A little awkward. Chris Brown showed up to see if he could be the first one to slap the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's bad. Whoops, I'm sorry. Other way. <laughs> Good, news. Good news. Yeah, a horse named Early Voting won the Preakness Stakes on Saturday. Oh, good Early fun. Voting was the winner. Bad news, huh? One of the other horses in the race, Melian Ballots, is expected to finish in about two to four weeks. <laughs> Good news. This is our final story. This one's really interesting. A marathon runner ran 21 marathons in 21 days, setting a world record. Wow. Yeah. That record? Bloodiest nipples. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there's your good news, bad news of the week. Let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show's on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All this week, we're going to have tickets to give away for Saturday's Chihuahuas game. It's uh, Saturday. That means there's going to be the big uh, fireworks display that they have every Saturday. We're also going to pick one grand prize winner who gets a luxury staycation at uh, Hotel Indigo. So I was talking this over with Joanna. For our daily winners... 
like if you don't see yourself as the type of person <laughs> <laughs> who wants to stay in a hotel in the same town you live in, uh-huh. it let us know. You know, and we'll just take you out of the running for that. Right. I was talking to Joanna. If I had a hotel stay in the same town I lived in, I'd probably go and plop down on the bed and maybe watch a little TV, but then I'd realize, oh, man, I got Netflix in my house. <laughs> I'd just go home. But it's a great prize. I'd really like to see somebody, maybe like their air conditioning isn't working. <laughs> Oh, that'd be imagine? nice. Like if it's not working right now and then you just have two nights at a hotel. So, uh, and Hotel Indigo is really nice. It made your list of top, like, uh, rooftop bars yes, in El Paso. Yes, a very beautiful rooftop bar. And they got that pool that looks like it's going over the side. It's not a real infinity pool, but, but it, it kind of looks, looks like, like one. It. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's a real nice two-night stay, but I, I would just ask for any of our contestants, if you don't see yourself, you know, using the Hotel Indigo, just... Just say something. I, I want to get at somebody who's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the tickets are in the Santa Fe Pavilion, and all winners qualify for a staycation weekend, two nights at Hotel Indigo. So if this sounds like something you're into, you go to the game and uh, walk to the hotel and spend the night on Saturday night. Enjoy the weekend downtown. There are a lot of new places that are opening up. There's always something new anytime I go downtown. Of course, I only go downtown if I got jury duty or something. But <laughs> <laughs> it seems like there's always new stuff uh-huh. down there. So, uh, and then you'd stay Sunday night over <laughs> into Monday, which, like I say, is great if you see yourself as the type of person who would want to do a two night stay in a hotel uh-huh. in the same town you live in. That'd be fantastic. So, uh, when we give the tickets away later, just. You know, make a note to Joanna. Do you want to? Do you, you want to stay in the hotel, hotel Indigo? Thing? It's super nice. It's nice, but, but I don't think it's. You know, but if you're unavailable to, right? Let us. If you know. want the baseball tickets, but not the hotel part, let us know, and we'll just we'll just untick the box. How about what that? Did you say? Let's all work together. Let's all work together. Right. And find the right person. The right person who's like, oh, I've been dying to stay in a hotel in El Paso. <laughs> Even though I live in El Paso, I can't wait to stay in the hotel, so I'd rather somebody like that win. <laughs> I cannot even fake interest in Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. I, I mean, sometimes I can fake a little interest in what's going on with Machine uh-huh. Gun Kelly and Megan Fox or Kanye and Pete Davidson, but I don't I can't even muster up fake enthusiasm They're for Courtney Kardashian. They got married. Yay. Are, are you doing this in uh, entertainment news? I wasn't going to. Good, because it really, you know. <laughs> I just know they got married. But I guess they and were already, officially, they were already married, so they'd done, like, all the court papers and everything, uh-huh. so they were officially married. So this was just the party. Yeah, I guess so, but Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker had this ceremony yesterday at the Dolce and Gabbana Estate in <gasps> Portofino, Italy. And she wore white. The Dolce & Gabbana estate, it sounds like it's got like trees with purses growing off of them, doesn't it? Like yes. they're a purse farm or something. A purse farm. Yeah, the Dolce & Gabbana estate. Here are the shoe bushes over here. <laughs> uh, the attire was pretty traditional. Travis wore a black tuxedo and Courtney wore white. 
bridesmaids included Courtney's daughter, Penelope Disick, and Travis's daughters, Alabama Barker and Atiana De La Hoya. Hmm. Wait, now what's the thing? Why does he have a daughter whose last name is De La Hoya? Because when he was married with Shane, Shana. Mokler? She, yes. God, she, I can't believe I remember that name. She was. She had a baby with Oscar De La Hoya. Did he adopt Oscar De La Hoya's baby? I or it's just like I've always... like? I think he's just like, he kind of raised her. Did you ever watch the show Meet the Barkers? Nope. I loved that show. <laughs> Wait, who 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 was in it? I, other it than was Travis, Travis Barker. and Shanna, and it was about them. They had their own reality they show had their before own they before show. he got mixed up with the Kardashian yep. curse. That was a good show. Oh, here it says Atiana is Travis's stepdaughter, but they're close. Right. right, I get that. Courtney's sister and their mom were all there, and so were Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Plus Travis's Blink-182 bandmate, Mark Hoppus. That's about as exciting, that's about as jazzed for this as I could possibly get. I did not like her dress. Now, I am kind of interested in what's going on with Wendy Williams. I'll be honest about that. Oh, it seems so insane. Remember she had that whole thing going on also with, like, Wells Fargo? Oh, this is the Wells Fargo thing. Oh, it's continuing. Yeah, this has to do with the Wells Fargo thing. So uh, this is not a conservatorship, but it's some kind of, what, what were they referring it to? Like a financial over, let me see if I can figure this out. They don't use the word conservatorship, but it was financial a financial guardianship. Right. This uh, past week, there was a financial guardianship over Wendy Williams' finances that according to her lawyer started with a simple request to check her bank statements. Wendy Williams attorney is LaShawn Thompson. Williams suspecting misconduct by her financial advisor wanted to switch banks and needed her most recent statements to do so. And what she's saying is Wells Fargo wouldn't let her switch banks. Uh-huh. Why anybody still with Wells Fargo is beyond me. You know, the, like the kind of stuff that they've done and then apologized for and ran commercial campaigns apologizing for and then they go back to doing something even worse but uh, I don't know whether they did this or not are you with Wells Fargo? no I'll get into some of the shady stuff Wells Fargo <laughs> I mean this is an opinion this is a fact this happened uh, so she wanted to switch banks and take her money out mm-hmm. Wells Fargo refused and claimed in a petition for guardianship that Wendy Williams was a, quote, incapacitated person. So your bank can say, yeah, you know what? We're keeping your money because we think you're incapacitated. incapacitated. The bank is the financial guardian over the money that's in the bank. The bank argued that she is the victim of, quote, undue influence and financial exploitation. Yeah, it sounds like by Wells Fargo. A judge on Thursday appointed a guardian over Williams' finances until July. Dang. A temporary guardian had been in place since March when the judge agreed with Wells Fargo that a financial guardianship was necessary while the case is pending. Williams said in an affidavit to the New York Supreme Court that Wells Fargo improperly denied her access to her money. 
leading her to default or risk defaulting on several bills. She accused a Wells Fargo financial advisor of lying that she's mentally unstable as a basis to lock her out of her oh accounts. My God. Wasn't there? Wasn't it in the news recently that the Wendy Williams show is is over, or she's done hosting the Wendy Williams she's show? She's done hosting the Wendy Williams show. I think Sherry Shepard is now taking the reins on that. Is it the Wendy Williams show with Sherry Shepard? You know what? Not entirely <laughs> sure. Uh. Bernie Young, Williams' former manager who was fired by Wendy, moved to be placed as guardian for the court. How do you like that? You've got like your financial guy, you fire him, and then he's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to try and get appointed as your financial guardian. I know you fired me, but let me be your financial guardian. Uh, Williams claimed that Young improperly used her money, roughly $10,000, to hire a law firm to pursue the guardianship. So... He uses her money to slap a lawsuit saying that he should be in charge of her money. Dang. Uh, Wendy Williams recently received treatment for Graves' disease and thyroid issues. Okay. And her uh, manager says that she suspects there's something, quote, there's something someone has done with Wendy's money and the bank is, quote, attempting to hide something. The bank declined to comment. <sighs> Wells Fargo in 2020, now we're going to get into some of the history of Wells Fargo. Okay. In 2020, agreed to pay a $3 billion fine to settle a civil lawsuit and criminal prosecution because they were opening millions of savings and checkings accounts without customers' consent to meet the sales quota. Remember, it came out that they had a quota, and it's like you've got to uh -huh. get a certain number of customers open checking accounts and savings accounts. So they were, they were just opening them without their without the customers knowing without the customers' knowledge or consent, which seems like a pretty you know a pretty bad thing for a bank to do. Super sus. Uh, addressing ongoing rumors of her mental and physical health, Williams said in March that she's, quote, absolutely of sound mind. Let me see. Overdraft fees. In 2010, Wells Fargo was fined for overdraft practices designed to gouge customers and profiteer at their expense. So, like an example of this would be if you got somebody who's going to, you know, they, they sign they sign up for the overdraft protection. Well, the mm -hmm. protection is they financially punish you. But what they were doing was the bank could control the order that your checks or your withdrawals. So say you wrote, you know, a check to pay one bill and it was $50. Right. And then you wrote a check for something else that was $500. Well, one of the things Wells Fargo was accused of doing was, uh, doing the the larger check first even if it even if it came after like pushing you to overdraft okay. more often and uh -huh. i'm not explaining it very well and i'm really not a financial guy i'm really not a math guy to tell you the truth but basically <laughs> if there was no, an opportunity to make their customers uh overdraft they would manipulate okay to make that happen and when that happened, I, after that, I couldn't believe anybody would still stick with Wells Fargo. 
I'm not saying Wells Fargo is the only crooked bank, but they're the one that actually came out with an ad campaign. They're like, like, we're so sorry. We'll never do anything like this again. Uh, But then in 2013, Wells Fargo paid $203 million to settle a class action litigation accused of imposing excessive overdraft fees on (sighs) check account customers. And then there were a lot more. Heavy investment in the private prison industry was a controversial move before them. Insider trading. And then fake accounts. That was the one that we were talking about uh, from just a few years ago. Just creating fake accounts. And that apparently went all the way up to the top. So I don't know what your feelings are about Wendy Williams. But I know what my feelings are about Wells Fargo. (laughs) And screw those guys. I think they were the title sponsor for the Sun Bowl for a long time, weren't they? Wasn't it the Wells Fargo Sun Bowl? Does that sound familiar? Not really. <laughs> the Sun Bowl, you know, the big I football the game that we have is. every year. I could have sworn it was Wells Fargo for like a decade. But I can't think of anything other than Tony the Tiger now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're showing the Kardashian wedding on HLN. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking it was a slow news day, and this, this confirms it. This is news, Robin Mead. <laughs> In the back of my mind, I was like, is this a, kind of a slow news day? Yeah. If Robin Mead's talking about yeah. the Kardashian wedding, and it's not even one of the main two Kardashians. <laughs> it's number three. I think she's the oldest. Well, she might be the oldest, but she's number three as far as famous <laughs> goes. Hey, uh, part of the baby formula shortage is being addressed. A military plane carrying 78,000 pounds of baby formula enough for more than a half a million bottles, arrived yesterday in Indianapolis. It's the first of several flights expected from Europe to relieve the shortage. President Biden authorized the use of Air Force planes for the effort because no commercial flights were available. And uh, here we got a little audio from the Secretary of Agriculture, Tom Vislek, who says that FedEx is going to take the shipment of the baby formula, they're going to take it off the plane and get it out to uh, distribution sites and places where they're needed. Here's the... All right, so those are some of the sites. Uh, The Ag Secretary, Tom Vilsack, says shipments of Nestle infant formula will meet about 15% of the nationwide need. Yeah, but that's still... 85% 85% of the need for baby formula mm. that isn't fulfilled. Well, they say there are going to be more shipments coming in from Europe. And then uh, there's this that's also going to address the infant formula need. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, all this week we're going to have tickets for Saturday night's Chihuahua's baseball game against the Sugarland Spite. What are they called? The Space, Space Cowboys? Cowboys? And I guess that ties in with Houston and the, yes. like the space industry. I was trying to think, is Steve Miller from Houston, and that's what the tie-in is? Some people some call them, me the Space Cowboy. Some of them are the gangsters of love. Some of them are the gangsters of love. Some people call them Maurice. Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, it has to do with the, uh, with the space industry, the aerospace industry. That so, makes sense. That makes sense. So we're going to give away tickets. we got tickets to the game, and everybody who wins the tickets is uh, registered to win the grand prize of Staycation Weekend with two nights at Hotel Indigo. Unless mm-hmm. you're just the type of person that doesn't see yourself spending two nights in a hotel in the same town you live in. Let me know Yeah, just let Joanna know. 
you know, if that doesn't ring your bell, we'll just we'll just we'll give you the baseball tickets. You still get but. the tickets, but then that way we know, hey, it's not worth giving them the hotel thing. Right, save it for somebody who really wants to. And it's a beautiful hotel. I mean, that's great. You had a whole thing about uh, the best rooftop bars in El Paso. It we're, does we're, have a really nice one. Were those all downtown? Does anybody have a roof rooftop bar that made your top five list that isn't in downtown El Paso? Nope, all downtown. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so we'll have those tickets coming up here before too long. We've got the uh, Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events that we're going to get to coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, we got a phone call. I went to go see uh, that movie, The Northman. <gasps> How was it? Very violent. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't until oh, you want a spoiler? That's been out long enough. I can give a spoiler. I think you can. Yeah, it's no, the it's no Hamlet. <gasps> like it's about oh! Vikings, but the story is the story of Hamlet. Okay. Mo- the most famous version of that story is Shakespeare, and that this makes one- sense, right? Because isn't he like trying to avenge his father? Yeah, and his his uncle married his mother. His uncle married the mo- okay, right. So, so Hamlet. <laughs> there's only like ten minutes left in the thing, and like there have been so many beheadings and just grisly deaths, and I'm like, this is Hamlet. All right, okay. We got a uh, call on the neckline, and it's uh, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hey, good morning. What's up, Bob? Um, well, good morning. Yep, gotcha. Bob, it says you used to work at uh, the bank we were talking about. Yeah, I used to work at Wells Fargo. Yep. <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, some of the some of the things you were saying are, I mean, definitely true. <laughs> um, people would come in, and let's say, for example, they wanted to get a copy of their bank statement or something everyone had to actually walk away and talk to the manager explain to him why the person was there and the manager would try to convince you to give them another account and we'd be like dude they already have like three checking accounts seven savings accounts four credit cards two loans and yet you still had to offer them another account or you know or you definitely get in trouble as a as the employee if you didn't try and get the, these people just wanted access to their own account and you're supposed to upsell them to get another account that they, yeah I've, I've definitely heard that about wells fargo before so you're confirming that that, that was the case yeah definitely and and then you were bringing up the overdraft charges um how the system would work is let's say you have $100 in your account and you make three transactions uh, the first one for $10 the second one for $20 and the third one let's say that one was $100 um, instead of the first two that you might have done would clear and then the last one would bounce and then you have an overdraft fee um, they would take the first one the, the biggest one and then the last two would bounce and you would have right. two. You'd have two. Overdraft fees. 
See what it, so it's like the same fee, even if it's if you overdraft by a hundred dollars or if you overdraft by one dollar, hmm. the fee is the same. Am I right about that? Yeah, um, anywhere from thirty to thirty-five dollars per transaction. I just want to make sure everybody's understanding because I think there are other banks that probably do something like they they might have similar policies, but it seems like. Wells Fargo's the one that has gotten popped the most often and the most blatantly. So if you've only got a hundred dollars and they signed you up for overdraft protection, uh-huh. and you, ten a ten dollar check, a twenty dollar check, and then a one hundred dollar check, they would cash the one hundred dollar check. So instead of getting one overdraft, you get two overdrafts, and they it's just depending on which order they decided to uh put the checks into effect then. <gasps> shady yeah very shady exactly yeah all right thanks bob no problem bob not his real name by the way <laughs> thank you for pointing that out uh here's another thing in 2018 the department of labor launched a probe into whether wells fargo was pushing its customers into more expensive retirement plans as well as into retirement funds managed by Wells Fargo itself. The reason we're talking about Wells Fargo is that uh, Wendy Williams Mm -hmm. wanted to take her money out of Wells Fargo and put it in another bank, and Wells Fargo wouldn't let her and put like a financial, uh, not a conservatorship, what do they call it? Guardianship. Financial guardianship on on, uh, Wendy Williams saying that she wasn't a sound mind. I mean, if this were anybody but Wells Fargo, you might say, well, let's look into this a little further. But since it's Wells Fargo, uh, overselling auto insurance, 2019, Wells Fargo agreed to pay $385 million to settle a lawsuit accusing it of scamming millions of auto loan customers into buying insurance they did not need from National General Insurance. And what was Bob saying there? That it, a customer would come in and you would go back and talk to a manager. The manager would remind you, get them to open another right. checking account or another savings account or get another credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at this. They're paying out a billion here, a billion there, three billion here for the big one. I'm not even sure being this crooked got Wells Fargo out ahead. They've had to pay so many settlements. It's like, was was all the cheating worth it for wells fargo my bank recently changed just the name so it changed from one thing to another but if they ever changed it and i was like i'm wells fargo now i'm out of there i don't want to get a financial guardianship put on me but i'm going to go down there and say uh now you guys are too crooked to do business i want my money out hey i don't have anything yeah, I do. I was going to say I don't have anything against Wells Fargo, but I absolutely do. It's like this history <laughs> yes, over the past 20 years is just incredibly, incredibly awful. Let's go ahead and do our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events and take a look at what's happening. Every day is a special day. And the same is true about this one. Mm-hmm. Do you like taffy? Um, Sure. <laughs> When's the last time you had taffy? God, I can't Yeah, everybody remember. says you like taffy, but Usually, when's the last like, time you really had taffy? When you go on vacation yeah. and stuff. And there's some, if it's close to the ocean, they're going to call it saltwater salt taffy. Saltwater taffy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so did you know that uh, saltwater taffy doesn't have anything to do with saltwater? Does it not? No. Nah. 
Then why do they call it that? Well, it originated in Atlantic City, New Jersey, which was known for the Jersey Shore going back to the 1800s. Okay. And a lot of people went there because of the, they liked the sea and they liked the salt water. So they just said, oh, this isn't just taffy. This is saltwater taffy. But they don't put any salt water in it or anything. Mm. All right, uh, let's see what else is happening on the uh, Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of events for today. Today is World Turtle Day. You remember the turtle kid? I like turtles. Oh, yeah. Whatever became of him. I wonder. He's probably like 40 by now, right? (laughs) Dang. Birthdays today include director Ryan Coogler. He directed Creed and and Black Panther. And the second Black Panther movie, Wakanda Forever, hits theaters in November. And if he goes into a bank, don't call the cops on him. He's just trying to take out some of his what own money. What was the deal? He went in with a with a hoodie and a with a hoodie and a mask, like you know, everybody like, does, you know, right? And then he slipped a note to the bank teller, like, "I need you to not make a scene, but I need like twelve thousand dollars." And what he meant was, "Don't make a scene because I'm famous director Ryan Coogler." Right. And they took it to mean <laughs> and so then they it's made a, a, scene. a bank heist. Yeah. And they called the cops on Ryan Coogler. And then they made a scene. Was and it a Wells Fargo branch by any <laughs> chance? Do we, do, do we know what, what bank it was? I don't know. I don't remember. I am uh, strongly hoping that whatever the second Black Panther movie is, that they don't replace the Black Panther with his sister. You remember that character from Black Panther? Oh, yeah. Shuri. Yeah, I know that was... I think that's what's going to happen, dude. (laughs) Uh, Jewel is having a birthday. Some of her biggest hits were... Oh, she won Mass Singer. She did? Yeah, not this last one, but the one before it. Biggest hits are You Were Meant For Me and Who Will Save Your Soul, which has a shout-out to me at the end of it. It does? Have I ever played that for you? No. Yeah, at the end of... Uh, she says Buzz Adams? Yeah, she says Buzz Adams everywhere. What? Uh, give me five minutes. I can prove it to you. <laughs> okay. I just, I mean, I need to take a break. Sure. Okay. Uh, so Jewel is 48 today, also turning 48. Ken Jennings from Jeopardy. Literally, he was uh, a contestant, and now he's one of the hosts. Ken Jennings of uh, Jeopardy fame is 48 today. Hey, Joanna. Mm-hmm. Team Ken Jennings or Team uh, Mayim Bialik? Oh, I have to go with Team Ken Jennings. So do I. I really like him as host. Birthday for one of the great voice actors of all time, H. John Benjamin, who's the voice of Bob on Bob's Burgers. It's great. Did you see the Bob's Burgers mini movie at the beginning of... Doctor Strange, or did you not go to Alamo? Because it was an oh, Alamo exclusive. I didn't go to Alamo. Oh, yeah. It's like a 10 minute Bob's <gasps> Burger short if you go see uh, Doctor Strange at Alamo Draft House. Anyway, H. John Benjamin's 56. Melissa McBride, who plays Carol on The Walking Dead, is 57. What was the latest update? The Carol not and Daryl. returning. The yeah. Carol and Daryl spinoff is going to still go on, but there's not going to be any Carol. Sons Carol. It's only going to be Daryl. Daryl. Maybe they should add Meryl. <laughs> or Beryl. Or another Daryl. Another Daryl. Just as long as it rhymes with Daryl, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Drew Carey, Price is Right host and the uh, host of Whose Line Is It Anyway back in the 90s. Drew Carey, 64 today. And uh, living legend, I'm going to go ahead and say Joan Collins is 89. She played Alexis Carrington on the original Dynasty. Did you watch the season that she was on American Horror Story? That was the one where, what the hell, it was not a good one. The bomb was going to go off and... Remember oh, at the beginning, um, everybody's trying to get... Apocalypse. Yeah. No, I liked Apocalypse. Oh, did you? I did, yeah. Do you remember Joan Collins being in that? Barely, like at the beginning. So she would have been like 87? Oh I thought God. she still looked great. Yeah, she, how old is she now? 89. 89. She'll be 90. Dang. Uh, so Joan Collins is 89. 88 years ago in 1934, bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde were shot to death near Gibsland, Louisiana. Texas and Louisiana state troopers uh, fired... Let's see. Clyde was shot 27 times, and Bonnie Parker was shot 50 times. It seems like a little bit of overkill. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh also, this is prom season. I don't know if people have had their prom yet, but it's got to be coming up soon. Oh, right? yeah. Lots of people have already started their prom. Like like the proms have already taken place yep. or there's still some coming up. I think there's well, still some coming okay, up. Well, but... It must be prom season because I just noticed that we have a PSA oh. for May being National Prom Month. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Bow, bow. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Located at the corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. Find them on social media or PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. I got a look at the uh, weather, and let's take an extended look at the weather because we got the Memorial Day weekend out in front. Sunny today, 92 for the high temperature. No rain in the forecast, but boy, did it it really look like it was cloudy enough to rain yesterday. I'm surprised we didn't get any rain. Uh, But we don't have any rain in the forecast right on through the week and right on through the hopefully three-day weekend. Tomorrow, 90 for the high temperature. Going to see the uh, temperatures climbing back up, though, by Thursday, 98 for the high. And then Friday could be... Uh, the hottest day of the year so far. They're predicting 102 for the high temperature on Friday. And then for the rest of your Memorial Day weekend, look for highs right around 100. Sunshine and zero rain in the forecast. El Paso weather brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World. If you have friends or family coming in from out of town, rent a cabana so you can show up when you want and relax in private. Show off to your out-of-town friends. Say, look how fancy I am. I got a private <laughs> cabana. But they don't know that it doesn't even cost all that much. Cool off any day you want with a Wet n' Wild Season Pass on sale now at all area Circle K stores. And El Paso Weather brought to you by Wet n' Wild Water World. Uh, we're going to give away tickets for Chihuahua's Baseball on Saturday. Uh, The game on Saturday is going to have a big fireworks display. I think they have fireworks every Saturday. And tickets are going to be in the outfield in the Santa Fe Pavilion. And all winners qualify to win the grand prize, if you want to, of a staycation weekend, two nights at Hotel Indigo. But before we get to that, Joanna, do you want 
Do you want me to do uh, some celebrity who makes more money? Okay. I don't, I don't have a more clever name for it than that. Yeah. But. Let's do it. Uh, so this is this is personal wealth. I don't know everything that goes into calculating it, but okay. the source is pretty accurate. Uh, who makes more money, Ed Sheeran or Adam Levine? Ooh. Or not makes, but has. has so this is money. definitely not making money. It's who it's has. Who has yeah. it. Okay, I'm going to go Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran has a personal worth of $200 million. Oof. Adam Levine, mm-hmm. $160 million. Nice. I think at this point, Adam Levine has a, a percentage of that singing show he's on. I don't know if he's even still on it. I don't know if he is either. It's because of that show that my mom is an Adam Levine fan. I know oh, that. is she? Yeah, my mom doesn't know anything about any music made in the last 50 years unless they, they're a judge or a host <laughs> on, a, on a singing show. That's adorable. I can just um, picture her going, I like that Adam Levine. CeeLo. Did you see what CeeLo did? CeeLo <laughs> yeah. had a parrot on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's two. You tell me who you think has more personal wealth. Okay. Vanilla Ice Ooh. or MC Hammer. Ooh. <laughs> Didn't MC Hammer like file for bankruptcy or something? Yeah, he filed for bankruptcy. That's been almost 30 years ago. Okay, they filed point. for bankruptcy. I'm going to go Vanilla Ice because I think he does things with like HGTV or some, or DIY network. All right, here we go. As of 2022, Vanilla Ice has <laughs> personal wealth of $12 million. All right. MC Hammer, $2 million. Ooh. But he's lucky that's not in... In, in, red, in red numbers, yeah. right? He's lucky that's not two million in the hole because you're right. He did have a lot of financial problems. Shaq or Beyonce? Beyonce. <laughs> Shaq has a per. You did not hesitate on that at all. No. You think Shaq's broke? No, I don't think he's broke, but I don't think he's Beyonce rich. You see him on a lot of commercials. True. All right, but Beyonce. Shaq has personal worth of four hundred million. Okay. Beyonce, five hundred million. Oh, almost Beyonce level. Uh, right. How about sometimes I I try to figure out what's the connection oh, between okay. the two. Uh, Mike Tyson or Lenny Kravitz. What's the connection there? Uh, I think, did Mike Tyson date or was he married to Lisa Bonet for a while? Was he? I, I, God. I think he might have, well, who was he with? He was with somebody who was a famous actor. Mike Tyson? Let's see. Mike Maybe it was, maybe I'm getting my actresses confused. Robin Givens. Robin Givens. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robin Givens. Was okay. Who, I was thinking who of. was the other one? Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Okay. So Mike Tyson or Lenny Kravitz? I'm gonna go Tyson because of his weed line and all that. Mike Tyson has personal wealth of ten million dollars. Lenny Kravitz, eighty million. Oh, so it's not even close. No. Okay. Mike Tyson 
I think this is kind of a recurring theme with boxers. Boxers, mm-hmm. like at the very top of the sport, make a ton. They just make a mint. But mm-hmm. somehow they spend it, too. Like on tigers. And face tattoos. <laughs> and face tattoos. <laughs> uh, so Mike Tyson has 10 million. Lenny Kravitz, though, has 80 million. Good for him. Pete Davidson or Post Malone? Oh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm guessing that's guys with lots of tattoos. Right. Does Pete Davidson have face tattoos? He does not have face no tattoos. Face ta- not yet. Uh, I feel like he just skyrocketed because he's dating a Kardashian now. But I'm going to go with Posty. You, th- you think Post Malone has more money? Yes. Pete Davidson, personal wealth, $8 million. Post Malone, $45 million. Woo, Posty. Yeah, you nailed that one. I mean, Pete Davidson will go on top immediately as soon as him and Kim, if they ever get a joint checking account. (laughs) (laughs) It'll go way up. Yeah. David Copperfield or Jay-Z? Copperfield the magician? Yeah, not the Dickens character. Okay, I'm going to go Jay-Z. All right. Unless David Copperfield can magician himself like... Poof. A lot of money. Alakazam. (laughs) This has me questioning the whole thing, but then I'm stopping to think that, yeah, David Copperfield has been doing his Vegas act for like four, almost 40 years. David Copperfield, it says here, has a personal worth of personal wealth of $1 billion. But Jay-Z has personal wealth of $1.3 billion. Whoa, okay. Billion? Okay, doesn't it kind of blow your mind that David Copperfield ha- is a billionaire? Yeah, even just that he's a billionaire. I don't know. Are you a billionaire? Like, if that includes the value of your houses, for instance. Oh. I, I don't know what all goes into the final tally on this, but... <laughs> Okay, here's one for you. The Edge from the band U2 mm-hmm. or Angus Young from ACDC. <gasps> the Edge was... God. Okay, so a couple connections here. Both lead guitarists okay. in their bands. Both very popular bands. I mean, right, like, right. You know, really stood the test of time. And uh, both original members. If there's even a difference, it's probably just like... A small difference. You think between they're the neck two. and neck? Yeah, but I will go with the edge. All right, you have done very well today. Thank you. You've got most of them except for that Mike Tyson, Lenny Gravitz. Mike Tyson one. The edge has a personal wealth of four hundred million dollars. All right. Angus Young of ACDC, mm-hmm. one hundred sixty million. So not all that close, but you did pick uh-huh. right. The edge. Boy, that makes me feel kind of bad for Angus Young because a little ACDC right? was around before U2 was. And let's face it, they kick a lot more ass than U2 has in over 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Rattle and Hum is one of my favorite albums of all time. But ACDC, it just makes me sad thinking of Angus Young struggling by with only 160 million. <laughs> What if he gets hit with an overdraft charge? <laughs> For Wells Fargo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
All right, we've got tickets for the Saturday Chihuahuas game uh, against the Sugarland Space Cowboys. Whoop, whoop. Space Cowboys. Uh, the tickets are in the Santa Fe Pavilion, and all of our winners technically are qualified for a staycation weekend, two nights at Hotel Indigo. So it's within walking distance of the ballpark. You could go to the game. You could go to the hotel first, I, I guess, and check in, mm-hmm. then walk over to the game. Walk back to the hotel, and then hit the nightlife downtown, <laughs> and then stay the other night, I guess. Yeah. But one thing we're saying is, eh, don't. Not everybody is gonna put to use. If, if you're you got not a hotel, into it, know. that's cool. Right. Let me know that you just want the baseball right. ticket. So Joanna, when she gets our winner here, is gonna say, "Look, do you do you want to spend the two nights?" And I think. I think it is specifically for this weekend, so okay. You know, if that's something you want to do, fine. Memorial Day weekend. If it's not, you can pass up on it. Yeah, let me know. We're not going to think any not less judging. of you. We're not going to think any. You know, it's totally up to you. Do you want to be in the running for the uh, two night stay at Hotel Indigo? As it's a great hotel. It. It's beautiful. Let's all work together. Let's all work to together, find, right? To find the person that this is perfect for. Because <laughs> I know me. If I got two free nights at a local hotel, I'd go in, check in, and then be like, what am I doing? I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So let's make it caller number 10 and give us a call on our new studio line, which is 910-4995. Caller number 10 wins the tickets. If you want to be up for the uh, two-night stay at Hotel Indigo, <laughs> we're cheering for you. Just yeah. let Joanna know. Let me know. We'll take a break, and we have entertainment news with Joanna Barber coming up and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show's on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Just moments for Fort Bliss. They're on the corner of Dyer and Monroe. You can find them on social media or Pumping Ink Tattoo.com. That's Pumping Ink Tattoo. Caller 10, we get a winner. Uh, and what did they say about the two-night hotel stay? <laughs> Very interested in the two-night stay. Oh, good. Stay. Good. Just, so, John right. will be put into the running. I'm thinking about going over and check, because I'm going to go to the game, I think, on Saturday. Uh-huh. I think I might walk over to Hotel Indigo just to see if our winner's checked in or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me. Can you tell me if John is here? Tell me the truth. If you had a two-night stay in a... And I can't say enough nice about Hotel Indigo. It is really super Mm -hmm. nice. They got a great bar on top of the roof, and the view is maybe the best in town. It's really, really great. But if you got a two-night hotel stay and your house was only like 10 minutes away, Mm -hmm. would you be into staying in a hotel in the same town you live in? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Just get out of the house, change the scenery. Enjoy that pool. Get away from the cat dander for a couple of days. Yep. But but what what would happen with your cats? Would they just be left to take care? Oh, you have you have other people that can other stay. Other people at the house. can take care of that. Uh, okay, all right. Well, that's nice what staycation. Our grand prize for the week <laughs> is we're going to draw from all of our winners uh, for baseball tickets for two night stay at Hotel Indigo downtown. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you're game for that, let us know. Also, Cool Canyon Nights has started up. We've already had two great weeks uh, with, you know, I'm going to say thousands of people showing up. Yeah, probably. Uh, West Star presents Cool Canyon Nights, McKelligan Canyon Amphitheater. It's our free concert series. That's right. Concerts are free. 
There's also going to be uh, food trucks and lots to drink, lots to eat. So bring your appetite with you. And coming up this week, Prime 80s on the main amphitheater stage, our very own, our co-worker, Ray Adiola on the patio stage. So we're the plan is we're all going to go out like the morning show to support Ray and <laughs> intro him. Yeah. Uh, so that music starts at 6 o'clock. And then the main concert starts about an hour later, about 7 o'clock. It's always really nice and comfortable when the sun starts going down. So make some plans to join us every Thursday. And you can see the entire series lineup for the West Star Presents Cool Canyon Nights on the must-read bar at klaq.com and uh, all the bands and lineup on the KLAQ mobile app as well. Special thanks to our other sponsors, Superior Sign and Lighting, Twin Peaks, Tangy Treasure, Johnson's Jewelers, and Tiff's Treats. Yum. If you're ready, let's go ahead and start doing our entertainment and Hollywood news. Here's Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Now I feel like this is a spoiler and some people are going to get mad. Oh, no. I got more calls this morning that I haven't even got to about spoilers. Apparently, this is a major issue. All right. Well, the new Chippendale Rescue okay. Rangers movie hit Disney Plus last Friday, and it features a grown-up version of Peter Pan as the villain. But people who maybe know a little too much Disney history are upset about that. They think it's disrespectful to the memory of Bobby Driscoll, who voiced Peter Pan in the 1953 animated version. In the movie Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Peter explains that he became evil after the studio kicked him out because he grew up. And in real life, Bobby was rumored to have been let go by Disney when he hit puberty. Unfortunately, Bobby pretty much hit the skids after that and died at age 31 oh my from drug-related heart failure. And now they're making Peter Pan. And he's the villain in it. People think the two Peter stories are a little too similar, whether it was intentional or not. I never knew that about the Peter Pan. I didn't even know it was a boy doing the voice. I thought it could have been Sandy Duncan or somebody. <laughs> yeah, you never know with I didn't Disney, know really. Oh. Right. <gasps> And now he's a villain in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> but it's like he has the same post-Disney career track as the as yeah. the kid who voiced Peter Pan. Yep. This weekend's Saturday Night Live season finale was also the finale for four of its major players. Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, and Kyle Mooney. Kate started off the show with one of her classic alien abduction sketches. Can I let me can I change the order? Because she, sure. she had the best one. She had the best one. Yeah, and I don't think they did anything really special for Kyle Mooney, but Pete Davidson did basically uh, the only thing Pete Davidson's been doing on a regular basis is showing up on Weekend Update. On Weekend Update. <laughs> so here's... <laughs> okay. And then he doesn't even show up for weeks at a time. Like, he might be in one That's show a month. That's what a lot of people said when it was announced that he was leaving. They were like, well, he was barely even in this season. A lot of people assume that he was not on this season, but every week and I'm, I'm a Saturday Night Live viewer, every mm-hmm. week he's in the credits at the beginning. It's just he wasn't there, you know, he's probably got better people to do. I mean, better things to do. <laughs> uh, so here was Pete Davidson's kind of farewell. Uh, Aidy Bryant got to say a uh, quick goodbye. Her and mm-hmm. Bowen were doing those, the future trend forecast. Oh, characters. those are great. Have you seen those? Yeah. All right. So that was her goodbye. Pardon me? That was her goodbye? Yeah, I got a little bit of that okay. for you if you want to hear it. And uh, Kate McKinnon's goodbye was in the cold open. It was there's a skit that they do not even every season, maybe every other season. But when you start to see it, you recognize it instantly. Yeah. 
And it's her and Cecily Strong and then whoever the guest host or mm-hmm. music guest is are uh, abductees, like alien, alien abductees. abductees. And everybody's like, I felt at peace with the universe. But Kate McKinnon's character, you know, is always detailing how they're probing her. <laughs> it's just a terrible experience. So that was the bit that uh, was gave Kate McKinnon the chance to say goodbye to SNL. Oh, They didn't do... I mean, Kyle Mooney was in a couple of skits, but I, he kind of got... The thing that set him apart when he started was these shorts that he would do. Yeah. Like him and funny. rap battling Kanye West was... You know. Didn't he recently... Wasn't he Johnny Depp when they did the cold open of the defamation La- show? Yeah, the week before he was Johnny Depp in that, but <laughs> it didn't seem like he got to say goodbye in the mm-hmm. same way that the others did. Well, that's a wrap for them on Saturday Night Live. A.D. Bryant's great. I love I can't believe she's been on there 10 years. Yeah, I can when I think about it. She's great. I love her. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. Kate McKinnon's great. Pete Davidson's Pete. He has a show coming out, I think, on Peacock that is supposed to be based on his life. So maybe he's busy with that right now. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. It's called King of Staten Island, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Five-figure death punch singer Ivan Moody ended up in the ER. Because he got shot directly in the eye with one of the band's lasers during a show. And he says that he might have to be wearing a patch for a while. All right. He recorded this himself. So this is uh, Ivan Moody in the ER. And he's like interviewing the nurses. And I guess they start interviewing him too. (laughs) Oh, in the middle of the show. I've been to a lot of shows that incorporate lasers. In fact, (laughs) I've even been to full on where the lasers are the star of the show. Uh Along with Pete Floyd. <laughs> if an, if you could just get zapped in the eye with a laser and end up wearing an eye patch, how are we all not walking around with like at least one eye patch over every you know eye? Somebody if you've ever been to a rock at one concert. of those laser shows is like trying to directly look at the lasers. There has to be some. Oh, I bet whoever's doing the laser is going to debunk Ivan Moody and be like, "Our lasers are safe. Otherwise, every band member would be blind by now." <laughs> or in the ER with Ivan Moody. <laughs> And finally, John Mulaney is at the center of controversy in the trans community because of what his opening act said during a show in Columbus, Ohio. Dave Chappelle opened the show as a surprise guest, and according to people who were there, they felt, quote, ambushed by Chappelle's uh, presence, especially since he allegedly told what they characterize as transphobic and homophobic jokes. Chappelle became a lightning rod, if you'll remember, for problems after his Netflix special, The Closer, where some said the comedian was transphobic. Netflix, for their part, came out in support of Chappelle. One person that was at the show said that he told one joke that was transphobic and another that was homophobic. Um, but I don't know what they are. And are they saying, hey, we we signed up to see John Mulaney and they right. subjected us to Dave Chappelle. Exactly. With so his transphobic A lot humor. of the comments say... Well, if you knew what Chappelle does, why would you pay to go see him? And everybody's response is, we didn't pay to see Dave Chappelle. We paid to see John Mulaney. And now everyone's mad at John Mulaney because he had Chappelle, and then he even hugged him after his set was done. But there's been no official statement from Mulaney. What, are they saying John Mulaney shouldn't hug Dave Chappelle? I guess so. I've got some audio because they both appeared on a Netflix uh, special. Uh, called The Hall, Honoring the Greats of Stand-Up. 
It is the uh, first one ever, and this one honored George Carlin, Joan Rivers, Richard Pryor. Those are the three. Okay. And uh, Robin Williams. So here's John Mulaney who got to induct Robin Williams. Wait a minute. I'm thinking about this. Do you have to be dead to be honored in this thing? Carlin, deceased. Mm -hmm. Joan Rivers, gone. Richard Pryor. Uh, Robin Williams. And Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Chappelle inducted Richard Pryor. You want to hear some of that? Yeah. I don't think he does any trans uh, humor in his intent. All right. But you, I guess you can never be sure. <laughs> <laughs> With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're going to have more tickets throughout the week to give away for Chihuahua's baseball on Saturday's game which includes a uh, fireworks display. I think that's every Saturday. I know in past seasons, like every Saturday, they yep. have a big fireworks display. This is uh, Memorial Day weekend. Everybody that wins tickets to the game is also going to be registered, if they want to be, for uh, two nights at Hotel Indigo. <laughs> now, it'd be a lot of fun if you went down there and saw the game. You just walk to your hotel. Right. Spend, spend Sunday downtown. And uh, then stay the night Sunday into Memorial Day. But if not, just tell Joanna. Um, I've got a few neckline calls. All right. We get these neckline calls just almost instantaneously. And the, re- the way we get them, they don't even sound like they're on the phone, for the most part anymore. They sound great. Uh, let's check out some of the calls that we've got. Hey, I just want to know, um, maybe you guys know, maybe I missed the, the news, but why hasn't the El Paso shooter been tried yet? We've had a lot of other trials. We've had George Floyd, we've had Kyle Rittenhouse, Auburn Aubrey. Why hasn't the El Paso shooter been tried yet? That's a good question. I think... Um, this topic came back up because of that shooting in Buffalo was so similar. Yeah. Somebody who went out of their way like several hours, just like the Walmart shooter, and had a target in mind. He wanted to kill African Americans. And he also uh, believed in the like the white replacement theory, which was a lot of what was behind this uh, alleged mass murderer in the El Paso Walmart shooting. So... I think even Mayor DiMarco is asking, where are we on this case? Why is it taking so long? Well, I uh, did a little research on it, and it sounds like the defense, who's Joe Spencer's the attorney. Joe Spencer's a very well-known local attorney, uh, and he was appointed to represent the alleged mass shooter in both state and federal court. You know, they go into some of this, well, the pandemic, but... The caller pointed out some really high-profile mm-hmm. trials. Um, so since this is a uh, a capital case, there could be a death penalty involved. Uh, this is what Joe Spencer had to say back in, I believe, August or September of 2021. Because the pandemic shut down a lot of the work that we're required to do, mandated by the American Bar Association and the Department of Justice, Their protocol on death-eligible cases requires tremendous amount of mitigation work. Yeah, that's fine, but, you know, the pandemic Mm -hmm. had effect on all these other cases. But 
I think this is the real thing is the amount of evidence that uh, this guy's defense team is going to have to do. Federal and state prosecutors have turned over nearly a million and a half pieces of evidence to Spencer and his team. And since it's a death eligible case, they've they're required to go through it, you know, pretty carefully. Uh, the mass amount of evidence in COVID-19 pandemic uh, shutting down the court systems are among the issues delaying the trial. The uh, Walmart shooter, who I think every, we all, everybody, elected officials, media, everybody have done a real good job of avoiding identifying him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who cares? Uh, okay. Yeah, right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a lot of these shooters, the one thing they have to hold on to is what the whole world knows my name now. It's like, screw you. Nobody remembers your name. Mm-hmm. But uh, the shooter faces 90 federal charges, including 45 hate crimes in connection with the August 3rd, 2019 mass shooting at uh, the El Paso Walmart. Joe Spencer said in this interview from 2021 that he thought it would be at least two years before they're right. ready to go to trial. So I guess that's as close to an answer as we can get. Right. Pandemic had some of something to do, and because there's so many different pieces of evidence that they're required to go through, it's going to take a while. A 2023 trial date has been discussed as a possible date. That wouldn't be nearly five years after. Nearly five years. So it is dragging out. But I think, you know, he's probably pretty miserable where he is. You know, just make sure you don't let him out or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure there's not any kind of screw up or hiccup in the system that lets this guy out. And, you know, make sure that he is, uh, you know, pretty miserable where he is. So that is the uh, answer right. that I came up with for That's that a question. Good answer, actually. Hey, um, I was just listening, and you guys were talking about The Northman. Um, we went to go see it. It was awesome. And, yeah, the reason there's so many similarities between the story of Amleth and Hamlet is because that legend is where Shakespeare got the inspiration for Hamlet. So, basically, he kind of, like, did this thing where he takes an old story and, like, modernized it. So, yeah, there you go. Just wanted to let y'all know. Okay, bye. Nice. Yeah, I brought this up earlier this morning. Uh-huh. I went to go see this movie, Northman. Who was in it? One of the Scars guards. The, one of the Scars. The, like yeah. the bodybuilder one. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Scars guards, and he's yeah. like the handsome one. The most handsome. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So and I'm watching the like movie. The spoiler king strikes again. <laughs> what? On this? Yeah. Come on. Like, this has been out a month and a half. just spoils the Northman. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I know what happens in Hamlet. The spoiler the, key no, strikes no. again. It it wasn't until the last fifteen minutes of the movie that I I I didn't say it to my my girlfriend because mm-hmm. she wouldn't know. But to myself I'm like This is Hamlet. This is Hamlet. Right, the whole plot is Hamlet. Except it's very different from the Hamlet that you know or don't know. Well I know what the education level uh-huh. in America is. Most people probably don't know. I'm probably not spoiling anything for like Have 90%. you seen The Lion King though? <laughs> Did Scar marry Simba's mother? Or I he mean, tried to? I guess he tried to. 
There seemed to be only one male lion. It was really super violent, but yeah, when it dawned on me that I'm watching Hamlet, and uh, the caller's right, whoever whoever the caller is. Oh, that right. was the inspiration for Hamlet? Uh, yes. Oh, interesting. Let's get another call. This is uh, Joe. I think this is Joe from Joe and Biani fame. Okay, Biani fame. <laughs> Morning, guys. Joe here. Uh, I'm just hearing you guys talk about uh, the spoilers and everything about Buzz, and I'm like, you know what? This is what I do. Usually um, a Friday or a Thursday before the show starts, I already know Buzz is going to spoil it. No, I mean, come on. If you're a really good listener of this show, you already know that Buzz is going to do it. Come on. Good point. If you guys are not going to see it, then we can just avoid the show because we know Buzz is going to do it. Yeah. I mean, come on. It doesn't take... I, I'm going to strongly disagree. I'm going to play the rest of Joe's <laughs> call, but I don't. I don't agree with the premise. Uh, okay. I don't know. A rocket scientist to know to know all this, you know. Uh-huh. So, my opinion: Buzz is going to keep on doing it, even if they try hard enough to stop him. So, just let him do whatever he does. If you don't want to get spoiled, don't listen to the show, and that's it. I mean, come on, <laughs> you guys know better. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Don't definitely keep listening to the show, <laughs> Joe. God. I like who's like, you already know he's going to spoil it. Yeah, you should come into the show knowing for, Buzz will spoil it. For me to spoil something on Friday would mean that I had to have seen yes, it on Thursday. early on Thursday, so that and that mm, never happens. Right. I don't, I don't do that. So, so coming in Monday, you should know Buzz is going to probably spoil now, something. He will heavily imply Let's Something. use Doctor Strange as an example. Joanna example. and Lisa went to see Doctor Strange on Thursday. Thursday. And I don't care about a spoiler for Doctor Strange. So mm-hmm. I just like... First of all, I love. I don't mind hearing spoilers. And Joanna, for her part, loves to be able to give spoilers as yes. long as somebody's okay or open yes. to it. So she just listed because off of everything that goes I on in the movie. person, I have to tell someone. You want to let them know. It's I like do. when I had to I had to text you first and let you know that they captured the runaway <laughs> prison guard and the yeah. prisoner from Alabama. Yes. Like as soon as I heard that, I, I got to tell somebody. Yeah. Joanna's invested in this as much as I am. <laughs> I'll text her. Uh, so like a Friday when a movie comes out, I haven't seen it. I might go see it that Friday if it's something. I know because I told you some spoilers. You were like, well, now I kind of want to see it. It. Right. And I know that people have different tolerance for spoilers. I don't mind them unless it's like the main twist. Like, I would not have wanted to know going in what happens in The Sixth Sense. Okay. That would have spoiled the movie. Although I think what I saw, like, I kind of already knew. I'd heard through the grapevine. That movie, when it was in theaters, was already out for a month when I saw it. So I think (laughs) I kind of knew. But I'm trying to... Give me an example. Give me a movie, and I'll, I'll tell you what the what the real spoiler would be. Uh, so in like, Fight Club. Uh-huh. Well, the spoiler is that Brad Pitt's character is a figment of Ed Norton's imagination. So everything that Brad Pitt's character, it's actually like Ed Norton has a split personality. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If you didn't see Fight Club, that that's the spoiler. <laughs> I mean, right? That's the you only spoiler. If I tell you, oh, Meatloaf shows up with this guy with man as this guy with man boots, that doesn't spoil. That's not a spoiler, is it? Uh. To some people, I guess it is, but it doesn't spoil the movie. 
give me a movie. I'm trying to think and of I, one. Maybe now. I can give you an example of what I consider a spoiler and what I don't consider a spoiler. <laughs> the Lion King. The Lion King. It's Hamlet. <laughs> uh, if I tell you, I don't know. I mean, Lion Why King. Why can't I think of movies now? Oh, you know, his dad gets killed by his evil uncle, and then Simba comes back and takes over the pride again. That's the, you know, that's a spoiler. But if I say, hey, it has this musical number where it's a warthog and whatever the other guy is, and they're singing this thing called Hakuna Matata, and it's a real toe-tapper. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that is a spoiler. What about, uh, like, The Prestige? Was that the one with... Hugh Jackman? Yes. Because there was another one about magic that came out like that same summer, and I always get him confused. It's Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, Michael Caine. Okay, so the big spoiler like in that one would be... magicians. See, and I think people get mixed up what the spoiler is. The spoiler isn't that he had a twin brother all along. The spoiler is that Hugh Jackman had gotten Nikolai Tesla to invent a way that he could clone himself over and over and over again. And then so he would kill the clone. The clone would die. And people were like, oh, the big twist is when he find out that the other guy, who is the other guy? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Twi- that's not the spoiler. The spoiler is that it's like you didn't even get the movie if that's what you think the spoiler <laughs> The spoiler was that Hugh Jackman was cloning himself at every night's performance. And then murdering his clone. Which makes you wonder, how did he dispose of all those bodies? Good point. Uh, yeah, so there's a way to spoil a movie, but I think these tiny little things along the way are not necessarily spoilers. Uh... Scarlet Witch is the villain in the most recent Doctor Strange yeah. movie. That's not a spoiler. You can tell that from the trailer, can't you? I guess. Like, you see her in the trailer. All right, I got one more call. About Good spoilers. Morning, guys. Uh, this is Steven, by the way. Uh, long-time listener. Uh, I call in whenever I can. Actually, I was the one that called in to complain about having COVID. And I'm sorry. I was just whining. Uh I didn't mean to make it sound like I was mad at Buzz or anything. Uh, Do you remember this guy from last week? Yeah, he said yeah, he yeah. went to the ballpark and he <laughs> used my philosophy of just kind of look around and see what everybody's doing. Right, reading the room. Got, so he says he did that and didn't wear a mask. He caught COVID. But anyways, I'm feeling a lot better. But I wasn't. Great. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't take that as him being mad at me. But I have a small favor to ask, um, Buzz. When. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder comes out please 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 for the love of God try to control yourself because at least yeah at least give us 48 hours before you try to spoil the movie for yourself because <laughs> I mean when Doctor Strange came out uh, you weren't even like it wasn't even 24 hours before you were trying to spoil the movie for yourself oh man <laughs> okay, can, let me stop Stephen's call just for a second. Yeah. The the only thing that I knew is what Joanna had told me. And I think I made a reference to, I don't know, I didn't really come right out and say it. I think I gave a hint that John Krasinski shows up in a, you you know, a pretty famous role. John Krasinski will probably be, because at the same time it was when the... Casey White thing was happening 
And I had mentioned like, oh, John, John Krasinski, Krasinski would be should perfect. Play Casey yeah. White. And then you said John Krasinski is probably too busy in the MCU. MCU. Let's just say he's fantastic. Yes, you see, it. you remember what you said. That's not a spoiler. No, but you're kind of like alluding to it. It's because you know what? You remind me so much of my twin sister. You and Lisa, actually. Because she will, before she even goes to see a movie, she will ask every question and she does not mind spoiling it before she goes to see it because actually that's how she decides that she really wants to see a movie. Now, that's what Lisa will go and read up everything about the movie right. to decide if she wants to go see the movie. Sometimes she'll do it during the During movie. the movie. She'll have her phone out during the movie. Yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah. Why is he doing this? Where have I seen him? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, you guys don't even have to do the two weeks. At least give us the weekend before <laughs> you guys start trying to spoil it. Um, but anyways, yeah, it comes out sometime around my birthday, like in July. So please, 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 but yeah, just give us a little time. For okay? the love Have of God. Have a good God. day, guys. Bye-bye. He's talking about the new Thor movie. Yes. I, I mean, would people consider it a spoiler if I just tell you what happens in the trailer? No, because you've done trailer breakdowns. Right. And no, I mean... Really? The trailer gives away a lot. At some point, Natalie Portman becomes the new Thor because it shows it mm -hmm. in the movie. She's yes. in the Thor getup so and the yeah, hammer comes That's not her. a spoiler. That Okay, we're okay. agreed then yes, that that's not a spoiler. I feel like you know what a spoiler would be. Okay. And you're just like poking the bear. You think I'm intentionally doing this? Yes. You think I have some kind of gleeful, sadistic... Yes. That makes me want to do this. All right. When the second Star Wars movie, Empire Strikes Back, comes out, if I had told somebody, if I'd seen it before my friends saw it, and I said, oh, the first scene is on this ice planet, and Luke gets, you know, knocked off his crazy looking horse by, a, by an abominable snowman, that's not a spoiler. That's just something that might make you want to go see it more. But if I told you, Luke faces Darth Vader, and Darth Vader tells him that he's actually his father. Mm -hmm. That would be the spoiler. That would for be that the one. spoiler. And I'm not saying there can only be one spoiler per movie, but you get what I'm saying. Yes, if but I, I say, feel like you know which one it is, and you like to tiptoe that line. How about would it have been a spoiler in that if I said, "Hey, in this new Star Wars movie, Empire Strikes Back, Han and Princess Leia are kind of like hooking it up." Uh huh. Or there's some uh, there's some romantic back and forth, <laughs> which is not what I would have told my friends when I was 11 years old. But nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> that's not really a spoiler, right? No. Oh, Boba Fett shows up. Would that be a spoiler? I well, don't know, actually. Yeah, he shows up, but only for a couple of minutes. Uh, anyway. <laughs> For the most part, I don't mind spoilers. If it was something that was really gonna, you know, blow the lid off the entire plot or some kind of huge twist, yeah. But like, it didn't bother me at all when you said that uh, John Krasinski shows up as Mister Fantastic. <laughs> you you really wanted to tell that one? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Somebody says, "Feel free to spoil the new Top Gun." 
Uh, Tom Cruise is going to fly some planes that go really fast. And he's probably going to say, I feel the need, the need for speed. Val Kilmer is probably going to show up at some point. Well, didn't they say that Tom Cruise fought to get Val Kilmer included yes, in the movie? He really rallied to did get you see him. That, did you see that documentary that Val Kilmer made about himself? No, I haven't seen it. That's really good. Like, he would carry a camera around the way that everybody has a camera on their phone now. Mm-hmm. He was like that ever since he was a kid. And I guess he's documented his entire career. So That's amazing. Yeah. I forget to turn my setbacks. camera on sometimes. It's like he's not well enough. I don't know. They were like, you know, he was saying that his movie career was probably over, but I think he could still get cast in something. You know, he doesn't look the same and he doesn't sound the same, but uh, also what else is going to happen? <laughs> Like, Tom Cruise is going to be told, these are the rules, Maverick. You can't be breaking the rules. You're 60 years old. You ought to know better by now. But guess what? Mm -hmm. He's going to break the rules. You know why? Why? Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. He doesn't follow no rules. He flies right into the danger zone. Mm -hmm. Because that's the way he is. There you go. I've spoiled Maverick, according to some of these people. Or what the hell the movie's called. Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we've got more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. On the way, we've got this week's good news, bad news of the week. Comparing and contrasting some of the top stories of the past week. That's on the way. Let me see where we stand with some of our uh, giveaways and promotions. We wrapped up registration for the Motley Crue Def Leppard Fly Away to Miami. So yesterday was the last day to register for that. If you got in, though, and you put in your code words when you heard them, you're in the running. We'll be doing that drawing for Motley Crue Def Leppard Poison and Joan Jett on June 18th. Good luck if you qualified for that trip. Starting today, we're going to have Jack White tickets. His show is at the El Paso County Coliseum. This Friday, Jack White's Supply Chain Issues Tour rolls through El Paso. And starting today, free tickets every day, courtesy of the Q. We're told that this is a phone-free show. Mm-hmm. And uh, the information here, at least, says leave your car, leave your phone in the car. But somebody brought up a good point. Don't a lot of people have their yeah. their, their phones or where they keep their tickets? The tickets. Yep. I know that's the case with movies a lot of times. Yeah. What if your ticket is, is on, on your, your phone? phone? You got to show your ticket and then run the phone back out to the car. Have you ever been to one of these no phone shows before? Once. I went to see Dave Chappelle and John Stewart. How did they, how did they work that? They had pouches. And so you, I left my phone in the car, but some people who did have their phones still they had pouches, and so as you left, they had to unlock those pouches so you could get your phone out. Who was in charge of the pouches during the show? I don't know. Like you don't know if the people had to hold on to their own pouch? Yeah, they had to hold on to their own pouch. And then somebody would, but they were locked. But they were locked, so you couldn't get your phone out. So don't you just tell the person, I mean, if you want to keep your phone, don't you just say, oh, I left it in the car? I think you could have. But they, I don't wanna... Were they patting you down? I can't remember. That sounds like a big 
you know what? It sounds like a big pain in the neck. And how many people... <laughs> All I did was say, I don't have a phone. And they were like, okay. Oh, so even if you had had your phone, you don't think they would have searched closely? I don't think so. I don't get what oh the big God. deal is. What's going to happen at a Jack White show that is like, oh, this is top secret? I don't know. They want you to enjoy the show without you having to be looking at your phone and stuff. I guess that's the way some people enjoy shows because I see it enough. It's like somebody's filming the whole thing and I'm like, you... Be honest. You're never going to watch Never going to see those videos You're never going to play it back. It's just going to take up space mm-hmm. in your phone. And congratulations, you just missed the show because you were busy <laughs> recording it. You saw. I've seen people watch an entire show through the through the phone. Yeah. Because they're filming some the stupid thing. Some people don't stop. So see some of these artists wants you to put the phone away. Enjoy the show. The show is happening right in front of you. I tried it one time when I went to see... Ringo Starr. I figured, when are you? When am I ever going to be in the same room with Ringo Starr? Right. And I noticed other people doing it, so I did it for a couple <laughs> songs. I think Yellow Submarine and uh-huh. maybe Don't Pass Me By or Octopus's Garden or whatever. You know how many times I watched it? How many? Zero. I never watched it. It's there somewhere. Guess what? If you go online, there's probably already a version of Ringo Starr doing that. There's probably a thousand already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the idea of you got to turn over your phone... And then you get it back at the end. Just sounds like a headache. I mean, getting out of the parking lot's a big enough of a headache. That's you got to go through this whole tango with your phone. <laughs> Come on, Jack White. Anyway, we've got tickets all week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have tickets to that. So just remember, no phone event. The actor who played the Red Power Ranger on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was indicted on fraud charges. Oh, no having to do with the federal COVID-19 Paycheck Protection Program. It says that, uh, and I don't know if he was the original, but he looks like he's old enough that he could be the original. Austin St. John, who also goes by the name Jason Lawrence Geiger, was among 18 defendants who were either arrested on suspicion of conspiracy or summoned to appear. He could chase, face 20 years in federal prison. <gasps> no, no, Power Rangers. There's a, lot, <laughs> there's a lot of details on this. But, I mean, it boils down to claiming something about your business, getting paid for it, and then not using the money for what it was intended to. And this is at least $3.5 <gasps> Dang. Uh, for the group of defendants, so not just the Red Power right. Ranger, but the Red Power Rangers involved in it. I didn't see any of that money. I don't know how many people did. I know people got like their uh, what did they call the checks that would come out? Stimulus. Stimulus. Yeah, people got your stimulus check. But one of the advertisers that I hear on the on the the serious uh, news all the time mm-hmm. is. I, I don't know what the company's called, but their basic pitch is, if you feel like you didn't get everything you deserved, uh, here, sign up for our service and we'll get you the PPP money you're owed. Even mm-hmm. if you didn't fire any employees and even if your sales increased, we can still get you the money. I'm like, well, this just sounds like fraud. <laughs> I mean, the whole commercial sounds like, hey, if you don't feel like you got a chance to screw over the system, here's your chance to do it. Anyway, this case with the Red Power Ranger is being investigated by the FBI and the IRS. God, I wonder how many people 
though. Just get away scot-free. I Don't yeah. you think a lot of people figured out some way, I'm going to get all this money from the government, but I bet a lot of people just got away with that. Uh, weather today is going to warm up as we go through the week, and by the weekend, around 100 for high temperature. Ugh. So it's definitely going to be... It's going to be warm enough that, uh, you know, pool or water slide or whatever would feel good. So head out to Wet n' Wild Water World. Wet n' Wild. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Final segment of the show here. I picked out some interesting stories and we got another neckline call about uh, spoilers. (laughs) It's a hot topic. We're going to have more tickets to give away throughout the week. For the Chihuahuas game on Saturday. Uh, also, everybody who wants to uh, do a two-night staycation weekend at Hotel Indigo, let Joanna know. Let me know. And then we're going to do a drawing. <laughs> you know, I don't want to. I don't want to give the two-night stay to somebody who's not a staycation type of person. Right. I don't think I'm really a staycation type of person. If you're not, that's cool. No judgment, just let me know. Yeah. And I will put you down for not interested. But look, if you want to get to know downtown and walk over to the game and then walk back to oh, Hotel yeah. Indigo, it's a super nice hotel. And Our winner today was like, I've never been to Hotel Indigo. I'd love to go yeah. and stay. So. Good. So then he was excited that, for it. That's all I want to make sure of mm-hmm. is that it's somebody who's like, yeah, I'd love to do that this weekend. You know me. I do. <laughs> Like, even when I'm not around, I'd much rather be in my house. So when, <laughs> you when really I am do. around, I, you know, I'd probably go get the view, hang out on the rooftop bar, and then be like, yeah, I want to sleep. And, you're all, and that's enough of that. <laughs> yeah, I want to sleep in my own bed. <laughs> Neckline number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. We now get these forwarded to us as soon as people, mm-hmm. I mean, I assume as soon as people leave them. I don't know if there's any lag there, but it seems like we're able to play uh, the neckline calls almost immediately. And we were awesome. talking about spoilers <laughs> and how, <laughs> what some people consider spoilers, I don't really consider spoilers. Hello, this is Jerry, and I'm just calling about the conversation you all were having this morning in reference to the uh, movie spoilers that Buzz mm-hmm. likes to give. Something that Buzz is not taking into consideration is some of us are still not comfortable going back to the movie theater because of the pandemic. So we're having to wait to see the movie when it gets to a streaming service or an on-demand service. And that can take anywhere from 45 days to 90 days at a minimum. So I know that would be impossible for Buzz to not do anything for that period of time. But it's just something you should think of. There are a lot of people who are loyal listeners to you but who have not seen the movie and may not see it for a while. Thanks. Bye. Well, I'm certainly not waiting three months to talk about a movie, especially if it's one that, you know, I think everybody's really interested in. Mm -hmm. But he does bring up a good point. Some people are still not comfortable going to theaters. I I wasn't aware of that. I mean, I... I know you wouldn't be able to tell because... So many people are at the theaters, but there's still some that are taking precautions. You know where I saw it? Where'd you see it? Flicks. 
Oh, how is it? My least favorite theater in town. No! Yeah. Weren't you already mad because one time you went and they wouldn't let you in or something? Or was that Jason Momoa? I went and bought tickets, and it was like right at, let's say the movie started at 7.10. Mm-hmm. I was there at like 7.11. <laughs> like 11 <laughs> minutes after 7. Uh-huh. And they were like, well, we can't sell you tickets because the movie's already seated. And I'm like... I appreciate that, actually. Yeah. You you do? You appreciate that? Yeah. You don't want people stumbling in once the movie has started. The movie hadn't started. The, the trailers were going to be playing. Okay. I mean, they yeah. still show 15, mi- 20 minutes of trailers. And I'm like... Hey, look! Is it the theater's not sold out? Sell me the ticket, and I'll just I'll just creep in. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like a firm policy of theirs. They so, they can't. So it almost happened again on Friday. So I get there, <laughs> and there's a kiosk. Like they don't have a uh-huh. ticket taker or a, a somebody person. to sell you the tickets uh-huh. out front. They got a kiosk. So I go over to the kiosk, which right. I'm already uncomfortable doing, you know, because of technology, and I'm old. <laughs> and I start putting the thing in. And it's like, they only had one available seat. Only one? Well, it turns out that's not the case. And it took me like t- five minutes to figure out, oh, these seats aren't sold, but they're, the kiosk is telling me you can't buy them because it's too close to showtime. Oh, okay. So I go over to one of the employees, uh-huh. and I'm like, hey, I want to buy tickets. And I can see that there are still seats available, What's going on? And they said, oh, the, the system won't sell you the tickets if it's too close to showtime and you're already five minutes past. And I was like, yeah, but I was, I've been here 10 minutes. <laughs> five minutes was messing with your machine and then finally figuring out, oh, I need to come over and talk to a human. I convinced them to sell me the tickets for you the see? North Man. Yeah. So they sold me the tickets. Uh-huh. And then... But the whole rigmarole. The the girl comes over. Have you ever been to Flick's Brew House before? I haven't. Yes. Oh, have you she never asked been? You. I haven't. Yeah. She said, "Have you ever been here before?" Yeah. So I had been here before. All right. Then you know your menus are down there. So I'm, me and my daughter are both looking for our menus because we want. No, it's not my daughter. It's my girlfriend. Sorry. <laughs> I'd gone to see a movie earlier this week with my daughter. Uh-huh. We're both looking for the menus. There's no menus, so we. Hey, there's no menus. There are no menus. Oh, it's the Q, it's the code you got to scan on your phone. Oh no! Every obstacle that Buzz hates. Did anybody? Then why did you tell me the menu is down there when you meant to say what is that thing called? Like a QVC <laughs> QR code? code? A QVC? What is it? QR code. Yeah, a QR code. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, oh, I. I left my phone in the car, so I lie because I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> and she's like, "All right, let me see if I can find you some paper menus." <laughs> can we you attitude? It's Boomer over here. What's yeah. a paper menu? <laughs> so it's already turning into such a rigmarole. I'm just like, bring us popcorn. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you got popcorn. <laughs> yeah, just bring us that. But I totally wanted to get a pizza or a sandwich or something. Uh-huh. Maybe one of their craft And your girlfriend brews. didn't scan it for you? Uh, she tried to, but she was having trouble with it. What Did they bring you a paper menu then at some point? Eventually, but at that point I just said, you know what, forget it. At that it, point you were already too mad. Right, I was just like, get popcorn. <laughs> and a soda. Or whatever. 
But it's like that is it's almost like that theater's trying to do everything to annoy me specifically. <laughs> what do you mean? Like I've I've got to sign in to be here if the show if the movie starts at seven ten, I've gotta be here before seven ten so I don't miss any of your commercials or trailers. <laughs> Give me a break. And do they, like, do you know if, like, before the movie they play anything interesting like they do at Alamo? I don't think so. Yeah, they don't even entertain you. Alamo, <laughs> it's worth getting there early because, yeah, you is. know, you're not just sitting there. Now, at Flicks, I don't think they show anything huh. interesting. Wow, and they really make it so difficult for you to just, look, I'm late. I would almost accept it if Alamo, but Alamo's even more relaxed, and they've got great stuff to entertain and they've actually got menus like laminated <laughs> menus up. they have a real menu yeah they Not have a, a real menu they don't they don't have a <laughs> I got the nft of menus <laughs> so anyway i would have some real suggestions if i could sit down with the top management of flicks brew house and be like all right here's the thing you need to make this easier for people to do I bet a lot of people went through that kiosk thing and it's like, well, the kiosk is telling me they don't have any tickets to sell, so I guess I'll just go home. <laughs> I guess I'll go to, what's, what's around there? Tuesday morning? Yeah, I'll just go to Tuesday morning go until freaking nine. Yeah, I'll go to Cabela's <laughs> until nine o'clock when the next show starts. Uh, got a couple of stories. What do we have, a minute or two left? I got a minute or two. <laughs> People are asking, how do they win the tickets for Hotel Indigo? Buzz, would you like to explain? Well, every day we're going to have tickets for the uh, Saturday night game with the Chihuahuas. And of all of our winners of tickets, everybody who says that they're into it, we're going to register for the two-night stay at Hotel Indigo. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, we just did like a, like a caller 10 today. So I think we're going to keep it kind of easy like that. There's a, uh, I want to tell you about a town in Canada called Russell. Russell, Canada. Yeah, Russell, Canada. And it's named after a slave owner, Peter Russell. And they want to change the name because they don't want it named after a slave owner. Okay. All right. It's near Ottawa. All right. So they decided they're going to keep the name Russell, but officially declare it's not that guy. Not okay. Like it's just somebody else. They say they're naming it after all Russells who have touched the community in a positive way. <laughs> okay. Uh, but not that one guy. Yet yeah, not the slave owner guy. All right. This is not the first time something like this has happened. Seattle K King County was named after a vice president, William R. King, who was a slave owner. So they changed it in 2005. So now it's named after Martin Luther King oh, Jr. And they didn't have that. to change the letterhead. And in the case of this town in Russell, a lot of the businesses have the, have Russell in the name. Mm -hmm. You know, they'd have to change all the signs and everything else. So I was just thinking we've got a lot of place names that are still named after Confederate generals and soldiers and stuff. Mm -hmm. That might just be the thing to do. Just change it. You know, oh, it's not named after this king who was a slave owner. It's named after Martin Luther King. And we don't have to change all the signage. So, oh, you know, the there, are, there are a lot of places <laughs> yeah. named after General Lee. Yeah, there are. Even in Texas. All you got to do is say, all right, you know what? It's not named after General Lee. It's named after Spike Lee from the 
Spike Okay. You know, or come up with somebody who's made a positive contribution. Uh, but I like that. They didn't have to change anything. It's just, it's Russell still, but but not that bad guy. <laughs> That's right. I don't know how what else they have to change, but uh, I'm looking down. You, there are so many, uh, like Ector County. Did you know Ector County, which is where either Midland or, or Odessa, one of them, is in Ector County. Uh-huh. And it's named after General Matthew Ector, who was a Confederate in the Civil War. Okay. So you got to change that. I say, you say, mm-hmm. add an H to the beginning and say that it's Hector County, named after actor Hector Alizondo. <laughs> you don't I have like to that, replace yeah. all the word. Just, just add an H just, to a lot of things. Right. You can just go around and tape an H on things and say, what? It's Hector. Hector, Hector Alizondo. <laughs> Do you know of any other places that are named after uh, Confederates or slave owners? Forward, but like F O A R D. F O A R D. Well, you drop the A and you just say it's after Harrison Ford. <laughs> I think everybody kind of likes yeah. Harrison Ford. I like that. Where is Ford County? There's one in Texas and one in Mississippi. Bacon County, Georgia, was Bacon. named after Confederate soldier Augustus Octavius Bacon, which I got to admit, apart from being a Confederate, that's a cool name. That's a pretty cool name, yeah. Augustus Octavius Bacon. You know, you go with Kevin Bacon there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, we're still Bacon County. Oh, you know what? We're named after the food. Not the bad guy. Not the not the Confederate guy. We're named after Bacon because everybody food. seems to love bacon. I guess your vegans would get upset. You got any more? <laughs> uh, Baker County. Baker? Baker. Where's yeah. that? Florida. And it's named after? Confederate Senator James McNair Baker. Uh, isn't there like an old soul or blue, like a female blues singer named Etta Baker? No, that's Etta James. Anita Baker? Anita Baker. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See? Nice. You and I could knock this out in an afternoon. Yeah. We could Come ask the- us. Come ask us. And we'll change it for you. We'll try to help you out. <laughs> All right, we're out of time for today's show. Everybody have a great Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. We'll talk to you then.